welcome everyone to the Islanders and Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here again, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing this fine Saturday evening? I have a headache. Is that why is that why you have a headache? Too much college football you've been watching, Grumpy? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I know you are, Grumpy. Anyway, let's see if we could let's see if we can get a good podcast in for Islanders content though, Grump. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Um, this is a twice a week Islanders podcast that happens every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, again, today we've got a we've got a pretty full docket, Grumpy. We're gonna be talking about Corey Promen, the fantastic evaluator of young, talented, skilled individuals. His analysis on top you know i think it's a top 100 or the top 150 players under the age of 23 years old we're going to talk about those ratings we'll talk about jt miller the last the last hope many islander fans had to improve this offseason as well uh what was the outcome with him signing to signing an extension with the vancouver canucks seven years eight million aav we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, what we expect coming up um so again if you're new to the channel we invite you to stick around a while um, we invite you to subscribe on YouTube, to like on Facebook, and to follow on Twitter. And also, if you enjoy the content, the best way to let us know is by leaving a thumbs up. Apparently, it helps the algorithm, and um, you know, it lets us know you enjoy what we do. Um, but Grump, it, we are in the dog days of summer. It's almost like we could start. I, I mentioned this last show too. We could start to see preseason peeking his head around the corner. It looks like the Islanders, you know, the moves that you know, even people possibly espoused. Oh, maybe JT Miller because Vancouver is going to be right over the cap. How could they manage to extend him? He's going to want big money. They apparently were shopping around and shopping him at the NHL draft, and the Islanders were very close to making a deal. The Islanders still might be in on JT Miller, guys. That was the big item, right? That was the last hope we had. JT Miller is the guy that we need. Put JT Miller in the Islander fans' veins, Grumpy. Well, he did sign that extension with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, good. I mean, he was going to be, what, 30? On the wrong side of 30, but the time his uh, contract starts next year. I'm glad that's not us because, as everyone knows, my motto is you don't sign guys over 30 to long-term deals, you know, unless they're real superstars, and he's not. Would he have been a nice fit for Matt Barzal? Absolutely. But did you want to pay him $8 million a year or, I guess, what was it, seven? Was it eight years or seven years? Seven years, $8 million okay. per. So $8 million per? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think he's – What's the contract going to look like when he's 36, 37, and 38? Those are the questions you have to ask yourself. I just look at the sports landscape and how it's changed when it comes to signing players and when teams, and this is in all sports, not just the NHL, teams are looking to lock up players at a younger age, even before they've totally proved themselves to get a jump on maybe getting a discount going forward, having them locked up through their prime and let somebody else make a ridiculous contract signing afterwards. I think it's smart. The smart teams, that's what they do. Like I said, not just in the NHL. You're seeing it in Major League Baseball as well. I mean, just a very interesting concept, and um, you're starting to see that. But I do think the NHL started at first, honestly, with Toronto trying to lock up you know, Matthews and Marner and guys like that to long-term deals before they had to. I was uh I 
I wasn't expecting you to take it down that path, but it's not it's not wrong. Um, but I mean, like that, right? JT Miller, and you, you posed a question: What would if he looked like? You know, coming at the age of 35, 36, 37, et cetera. I mean, this team is designed to where the the window was very short. That's that you know that would have that he would have been a move for him would have been applicable to saying yes, it is Stanley Cup or bust like it was last year. I mean. I, I assume that's no longer the credence. That's no longer the the mentality of this team, wouldn't you? I mean, like, I, I know that I'm sure that, you know, they're looking for, hey, we want to be able to rebound or we want to be able to prove the haters wrong. It's no longer Stanley Cup or bust. But I, I it, the underwhelming offseason, which was about 95% solidified, I think on Friday when JT Miller signed that extension, became 100% solidified and utterly disappointing. There were so many moves to be made. There were opportunities, and we didn't we didn't capitalize on any of them in a substantial way. And everybody's now throwing out Sonny Milano, Sonny Milano, Sonny Milano. Well, holy shit! What a disappointing offseason if Sonny Milano, the possibility of Sonny Milano joining up with the Islanders or maybe having you know a, a preferred tryout is you know that's 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 the linchpin of the offseason besides the Romanoff trade that happened before free agency even began. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in Sonny Milano on a um, professional tryout. Why not? What's wrong with that? I don't have a problem with it. Not, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't say I had an issue with it. I'm just saying it's pretty disappointing. Wouldn't you believe that now it's all on, hey, we're going to bring Sonny Milano, and that's where the excitement is? That's not Goudreau. very exciting, would you say? Goudreau, Kadri, Milano. <laughs> uh, you, know, well, I, I, you missed a few along the way, too, on that one. Yeah, I know. Goudreau, JT Miller, Kadri, Sonny Milano. Yeah. We don't even know if that's going to happen. That might not even happen too, Grump. I, I don't know where the hell he fits, to be quite frank. We just have too many forwards on the team. He's number one forward. He'd probably be number one forward for us. He's got wheels. He worked good with Zgrass. So maybe that's loose thinking. I don't know. Does he even think anymore? I don't know. That's a question for anyone to ask, honestly. I just, I'm just disappointed in the direction of the team. To be honest with you, it seems like there's no urgency to get better. We don't care. I'm not saying we don't care, but honestly, to think that this team's going to rebound and what, not win a division, not win a conference, and that's your rebound. I, I don't know. I just don't think it's. I just, it's kind of fool's gold. Thinking that's what's going to happen. So you always throw that shit out there about the oh no, winning a conference. I want to do that. Doesn't mean anything to me. Nothing at all. I could care less about winning the division or winning the cup. It doesn't matter at all. The only thing I care about is winning the cup. Who gives a shit if you win anything else? Just a cup grump. I know, but we have never won anything with this group. And to think, so what are we going to rebound to not win anything again? So we came from not winning anything last year to not winning anything in the previous what? How many years? Like speaking in fucking riddles, I feel Not like riddles. Probably, well, and I'm, I just don't understand what. Uh, oh, we're going to rebound to that point. Okay, we've rebound from not winning a cup to. I, I, you're so transfixed and focused on that one little item about a rebound. What I was talking about was JT Miller solidifying in a completely lackluster offseason. Is what I was trying to talk about, Grumpy. But you know, it, it's been submitted in. I, I guess you don't want to talk about that anymore, and that's fine. I mean, like we've talked. I'll be honest. We've beaten the hell out of that point. You know, we 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 started beating that drum when the offseason began. Feels like we're not going to do anything. And as the offseason continued to, to go on, 
you know, we didn't. It just been solidified, I think, with that with that extension on Friday. There's no chance, right, that we're going to go ahead and make any of those splashes that we have. JT Miller was linked to us at one point earlier on this year. It would have made sense to maybe that he, we were still interested in his services as we tried to trade for him at the NHL draft. Okay, for me, I thought uh, that if if we were going to get JT Miller after we didn't get him at the draft, we weren't going to have another shot at him until trade deadline. That's what I thought. I didn't think we were getting before season started. Too many pieces had to move out, and he's not able to do it. No one's willing to deal with him, I, whatever the issue is. I thought if we were going to get JT Mel, would be a trade deadline. Now that's out the window. I wasn't thinking we were getting him to start the season at all. I never thought that. Okay. It was a possibility, but yeah, yeah you're right. Now at the trade deadline, no chance at all. It's another one of those options who's now off of the board, Grump. It's It's crazy, right? These talented players, and it's Islander fans, I think, have this mentality to where if a team's up against the cap or close to the cap, oh gosh, guys, well, they can't possibly afford to re-sign back JT Miller. Toronto can't possibly afford to sign back Sandine. Uh, Toronto can't possibly afford to get rid of Marlowe's contract. All of these teams cannot financially maneuver to allow themselves cap space to sign back the players that are very valuable in their team. I feel like Islander fans have that thought process and time and time and time again, if the player wants to sign in all likelihood, the team will be able to fork up the money. And I think, you know, you, you said that JT Miller contract was a bad contract or, you know, it was a long contract. You know, you wonder what he's going to look like later on. I think it's a sweetheart deal. Seven years, 8 million. He's had one good year. I mean, last year he had what? 90 something points. I mean, that's a really good year. What was what was his next highest point total in season? I mean, 60-plus? And I'm not putting him down as a player. I mean, he's a good player. I think he would have fit with Matt Barzal, but I don't want a guy who's just turning 30 on an eight-year contract extension. Seven years. Seven years. Okay. Yeah, he had Okay, so he had over a point-a-game average in the 2019-2020 season, 69 games played, 72 points. Um, two years ago, right when he was 27 and 2020, 2021, 53 games played, 46 points. And last year, Frank for Vancouver, 80 games played, 99 points. He's a guy that's right around a point a game or a little over a point a game for you know, a point a game performer. Like it or not, those guys get paid. That it's that simple, okay? But you're talking so two years, he's averaged a point a game in two years. This, this past year, last three years. Well, okay, but did he do that any other year in his career? No. He wasn't in the prime of his career yet. Okay, he's in the but prime the answer right is no. He's 30. He's 30 years old. He's not, you keep saying he's 30. He's 29, Grump. Okay, so he'll okay. be 30. He's 29 for the majority of this year. He's 29 for the majority of this year. You think the prime of a player's career is not 29? You it's asked like, me why he didn't do that before it. Oh, what did he do the three years prior? The prime of your career, Grumpy, he was playing when he's 25, 26 years old. He had a point a game. 26, 27, he didn't. 27, 28, a point a game. Now he's, or whatever, he's now, or because he's got, let me let me pop it up here on the screen for you, Grumpy. His years when he's in the prime of his career, he's putting up around a point a game. I, you know, I, I don't understand what's so mystifying about that. You're saying, why was he putting up a point a game when he's 24, 23, and 22 years old? Okay. I don't know. How many 22 and 23-year-olds put up a point a game? On a consistent basis. Okay. I, you could say as of recent, he's really picked play up and he's found his groove in Vancouver. 
This is all production he's seen in Vancouver, too. Okay, so when he was with Tampa, he wasn't that great, right? Look at the role he played in Tampa. Okay, that means he wasn't good enough to be a top six guy because he was a third. He, I mean, he was okay. He was okay for Tampa. I'm not trying to put JT Miller down. I'm just saying Johnny Gaudreau was $9 million a year, and he's infinitely better than JT Miller. There is no comparison. Gaudreau also had an extra. Uh, Gaudreau, I'll tell you one thing. Goudreau had the extra million dollars thrown on there, and I think Goudreau was a good deal for for Columbus. I I don't I don't get where the I don't get where the where the disagreement is here. I think the JT Miller sign was a good sign for Vancouver. They're able to re-sign back top talent. The point is too with this entire conversation, we always feel like as Islander fans, anytime a team gets in a situation where they look like they may be strapped for cash or they may be strapped and up against a salary cap ceiling, oh, they can't possibly find a way to re-sign back a talented player. Gotcha, trade him over here. That's a great trade target for us. And over and over and over again, Grumpy, they always manage to re-sign back those players that, oh, they're never going to be able to find a cap space to sign back. That's my point of this entire conversation, too. He's a talented player. I thought that we got a good deal. I thought he took a little bit of hometown discount. You don't, whatever. That's fine. But we always feel like we're going to get one of these guys in a trade because, oh, the team doesn't have a lot of cap space. We'll trade him to the Islanders. And over and over, they always sign back. Here's the issue. And Islander fans feel like that because the cartel media, Lou Lamarillo and all the other gadflies just continue to say, we don't have money. We can't do anything. No, you just have to be creative. And the Islanders aren't creative, but that's the narrative that's being foisted upon the Islander fan base. We have $12 million in salary cap space and we don't have any money. Really? How much money do we have now? You signed, a, you signed all your restricted free agents and you have money left over. That's why Islander fans think, oh my gosh, how can these people get them signed? Because they have creative general managers. People are not afraid to, hey, let's move, take from Peter to pay Paul. They're not afraid to do that. They're not afraid to move uh, players off of the team. They don't think their teams are the greatest if they're not winning Stanley Cups. But that's the way the Islanders think. That's the way Lou Lamarillo thinks. We need a modern thinking general manager in the, with, this, with this team. That's just bottom line, because then maybe the narrative changes. Maybe, hey, we're going to make things happen. Don't go in with a ready-made excuse. We had $12 million in salary cap space, and we were broke. We couldn't do anything. Mm. That's wrong. Yeah. It's not, I, it is. And, and here's the other thing I'll note about it that, that I want to piggyback off of a point that you had mentioned, Grumpy. When we're talking about Johnny Gaudreau, and you made this a little while ago. I know Johnny Gaudreau only signed for the $9 million, but he was also offered, what was he offered, 10 and a half or 11 with that extra year in Calgary? So, like, I think that Johnny Gaudreau sign is a sweetheart. That was a sweetheart deal for Columbus. I think that those guys are talented players as we're going to start to see the cap increase. I, I just think it's a good deal. I think it's a good deal. I think that, you know, the Gaudreau deal, if we're ranking who got a better deal, yeah, I'm sure Columbus got a better deal than Vancouver on, on JT Miller. But but I still think I think I still think Vancouver is able to lock up a guy who's really performed over the last three years for them and has kind of found their niche. They've got a lot of young players and prospects in the system too. So for them, right, 
you know, it, it's I know I say this all the time, but, you know, Vancouver just needs to find the ability to put together the right pieces. And, and Bruce Boudreau did a good job as coach for them. But again, this is not a Vancouver podcast, so we're not going to go too in depth on them. I did have another one more housekeeping item I wanted to mention. Remember, 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 we have our fantasy football draft that is going to be Tuesday at either 8 or 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have not finalized the exact time. I'm thinking thinking it may be 8.30, but again, it's still up in the air. But it's going to be around that time period, either 8 or 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Right now, we've got 11 people signed up for this league. So if you are interested, please shoot me an email by tonight. I'm starting to create the league tonight starting to send out invitations tonight so we can go ahead and get everybody accepted to where we're good for the draft on tuesday so again you could see it i've got it pulled up here on screen the email address is islandersfansunited at gmail.com yeah i didn't know grumpy had anything to say i didn't know if he had any, I, any I, smack talk to talk about it, grumpy nope okay. no smack talk till Ooh. i know who i'm till i know who i'm gonna beat I know we are also thinking about doing this. It should be fun. We're going to do a live stream during the draft, Grumpy and I, so we could just like shit talk and have a good time. What are you doing that face for? I think it would be fun. It was suggested by Drew Wiley, and I think that's kind of fun. Okay. What? I'm not getting paid for that one, am I? What do you mean you're not getting paid for that one? Another freebie that I'm giving you? What do you mean freebie? Nothing. I'm just playing. Shit. Grumpy, they're all free. (laughs) I know. <laughs> They're all freebies. Even when DraftKings involved, they're all freebies for the most part. <laughs> but I think that I think that'll be fun. Um, so you know, w- w- you know, there'll be some people I'm sure go way off the board and everything like that. But you're I'm gonna leave this up for a little bit more time. I wanted to talk a little bit grumpy about Corey Promen's top one hundred players under the age of twenty three. Yes. Did you happen to take a deep dive into that? We talked briefly about it on Wednesday, but we introduced a topic oh so late to where I, I we just couldn't we couldn't give it the time it deserved. Um, but uh, did you have a chance to look at that, Grumpy? Yes, look, I did. Look at the information. Were there any were there any Islanders or any individuals in general that kind of threw you for a loop regarding or threw you for a little bit of a curveball well, as to where they were? Uh, I just here's the thing. Of course, as an Islander fan, I have a soft spot in my heart for Noah Dobson. Correct. I think he's one of the better young defensemen in the league. And one thing I noticed about this list, the younger you are, the more highly rated you are. Yeah, I couldn't understand. You've got guys who on this list are 18, so just drafted in this year's NHL draft that are above Noah Dobson already. I'm just I'm yeah. like, what? So, yes, you do see a lot of those on this list. Yeah, and there were a number of defensemen ahead of him, like uh, Moritz Sider was like number two. Yeah. He's 21. Okay, he had one good year, and I'm not saying he's not good. He's fantastic. He didn't put up numbers close to Dobson's. He was number two on the overall list, right? Then you got Quinn Hughes, who, uh, okay, he's okay, but he's small, and he's not really good defensively. Most Sider put up 50 points, by the way. Okay. So no adoption had what like fifty three. Most cider had fifty. So not <laughs> they're very close. You said not. You said yeah. You said that nowhere close. But uh, they're very close on that. I'm it's sorry. Like I didn't mean to interrupt. But they're basically they're the same age, twenty one and twenty two, right? Then you got Quinn Hughes who was twenty two. 
you know, he was number four on the list. And I'm just going to run down the defenseman. You got Rasmus Dahlin, who I think has been kind of underwhelming with Buffalo. I, yeah, I, was about to say, I think for Buffalo, he's not been what, what they originally had thought he would be or would grow into. Right. And, you know, here's the thing about Prime. There's certain guys he likes. Correct. And certain guys he doesn't. And even when you see the results, he still kind of doesn't like them. It's the reason why anytime he posts about certain, hey, this is where this is where your your prospect pool is rated. That this guy doesn't know shit, not at all regarding prospects. I cannot tell you how often he's just a freaking wide left and wide right. I, I oof, don't get me. I'm hey, sorry. I I I like his assessment. I know you do of particularly of uh, entry level players, but to me, you kind of once they're in the league or played for a while, you kind of have to let that go once you see them develop. Like let I'm just going to... Let me ask I, you. You said you... I want to ask one quick question about a statement you made. Do you like his assessment of entry-level players solely because there's not many people who rate and, and talk about entry-level players, and he's one of the only few that do? Is that why you like it? Because there's so scarce information out there? I like the fact that he actually goes to see the guys play. That means something to me. So you like that this guy travels to watch these guys play and write. Yeah, and and he's he's fairly accurate on what he's saying. Wow. He's not he's not wildly off. Okay. But but the whole thing is once once they get to playing in that's what he does though. He goes to the junior tournaments, uh, the Ontario hockey. He does that's what he does. That's what he watches. Once these guys are out of that, he doesn't see them any longer. So, you know, he's talking about Darlene, and I just I just want to just read this. Then I'm going to read the Dobson, and you tell me why there's a disparity. He had da uh, Rosam's Darlene number seven on his list of 23 and under players, which I thought was high. And he had Dobson rated number 31. Um, so he talks about Darlene. Um, he says everyone's eyes are starting to become wide open of what he is and isn't. He's an offensive dynamo. I don't think he's that great offensively. Um, there are a few defensemen with his frame who can handle a puck like him and make the kind of unique offensive plays he can. Well, you know something? Noah Dobson does the same thing. Uh, his brain operates at a high level of creativity and vision. You mean like Dobson? Okay. Um, he's much more confident using his attack skill. He didn't put up a great number of points on a team that scored quite a few goals. He's a good skater with good reach, but he's not, with good reach, but he's not a strong defender due to a lack of physicality and doesn't look like a player. You'll be projecting to take tough minutes. How the hell can you have a defenseman when you contradict yourself so blatantly by saying, as a top end, a top ten guy, as a top ten player under the age of twenty three years old, he lacks the physicality and doesn't look like a player that you're projecting to play the tough minutes. How can you rate him as somebody who's top 10 in your freaking review of players under 23 if a defenseman cannot play tough minutes? That's and see, and it's, he's not like he's 18 or 19, he's 22. Okay. And he says, even with that in mind, he looks like a longtime impactful NHL defenseman who will often be atop the scoring leaders for his position. Well, he hasn't done that yet. But do you want to know who has? Noah Dobson. And I'm going to just real quickly read you Noah Dobson because, and it just kind of burned me because I'm like, where the hell is Dobson on those? Number 31. Had a breakout season scoring 50 points and playing a major role for the Islanders' blue line. Absolutely. He's a big mobile right shot 
who can generate a lot of controlled exits and entries due to his mobility and passing. His offense isn't always the flashiest type, but he makes a lot of plays and, have, and has a hard shot. Okay, that's what you want from a defenseman. He doesn't view Dobson as overly physical. I think he's tremendously improved in the physicality era. Uh, area and he's all and he said all offseason been working about getting more stronger and more physical that's exactly what you want from Noah Dobson but his reach and his feet he'll be good defensively in the league even if he doesn't take tough minutes yet Darlene he doesn't think he's going to play tough minutes at all he thinks to play doesn't even project the possibility of playing tough minutes Dobson may not play tough minutes yet but he will be able to. He'll be a strong defenseman even if he can't do that. I'm just like, okay, so better defenseman. He's got offensive ability. And again, another one of these people who underplayed Dobson's offensive performance last year just as acting as like, oh, because he didn't do it from the start of the year and he wasn't all in the headlines that, no, okay, you know, even though he quietly put up 50 points, but whatever, he quietly put up 50 points. I think in the last 48 games, Noah Dobson had like 38 points, something like that. It's just luck. And, and he says he looks to be on track to be a long-term top fair defenseman with a chance to be a star. And honestly, this is a rave from him comparing to how he's rated Dobson in the past. This is an absolute rave for him. I don't understand why he's 31st and Darlene is seventh, but that's not even the one that, uh, that I even question hey, most. Take a breath and I'll talk about this one too. Cause you had mentioned that for a second, Grump. Evan Bouchard, who, Plays on a very high, highly powered Edmonton Oilers team. Um, is rated 19th on the list. Uh, this is the reason we're going so far in depth on this is just when you see stuff thrown out there by Corey Promen, they not always take everything, everything he says, you know, as as like uh, as it's been hammered in granite and marble. Take it with a grain of salt because there are going to be a few Islander players more on this list that we're going to talk about, too. So, you know, we really have to evaluate this. So, again, not trying to destroy the credibility of Corey Promen. He's he's good in his own right. But I, I, I don't know. Some of the items he says contradicts himself and some of these ratings are just odd. But I'll pop up Evan Bouchard's information on the board so you can read about that, too, bro. And I think, like I said, I think that he's good with the younger players, the guys who are still in junior. I think his... Um, Promen's assessment of them is really, I think it's really close to spot on in most instances. It's when the guys get out of playing in the juniors where he doesn't see them any longer that I think I scratch my head with some of the things he says. Yeah, they said Bouchard emerged this season as an important part of the Oilers lineup, scoring over 40 points in the NHL. He's a smart, he's a super okay. smart, not smart, super smart puck mover. Um, who look, hit, who, look at Look at who he played with. You know what? It's easy to put up 40 points when you're playing with Dreisaitl and, Mc, and, uh, McDavid. and McDavid. I mean, it's real easy to put up those kind of points. 52 points for Dobson with an offensively inept team. To me, that speaks volumes about Dobson. What would Dobson have put up if he was in Edmonton? 75 points? 80? Yeah. Um, so they also, I, I don't disagree. You know, you play on a team that puts the puck in the net more often and you're going to be on the ice more often helping through transition. You know, in all likelihood, you're going to have higher assist numbers and possibly higher goal numbers. Um, he's a super smart puck mover who hit a lot of seams in the offensive zone. He has great poise at both ends uh, to hold the puck 
in the wait out lanes and to make the right play. So again, good with those outlet passes, good with those breakup. And, and, and Evan Bouchard does do that. He's fantastic in that area. Evan Bouchard also has a hard shot that allows him or that lets him be uh, a versatile player on the power play. And Bouchard is more offensive title or more has more tilted. offense title due to his so-so mobility. Tilted. Tilted, I'm sorry. Tilted due to his so-so mobility. Um, he had some stretches of iffy defensive play this season, but um, also had a regular power or penalty kill duty. Um, and with his size and brain, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. Um, uh, he projects to be a top pair defenseman who plays on a power play in a major way and has a chance to be a star. Holy shit, you're speaking. Un- speak- For a guy who has so-so mobility, that's like, and again, like this is the reason I'm pointing that point out more than anything else. If you cannot skate in the league, you will never reach a star level status. It's that simple. You have to be able to skate in order to be successful in today's current NHL. You are overrating a guy like Evan Bouchard who struggles skating. There's another guy that is maybe going to be, that maybe has some sort of ties with the Islanders who is less than a so so skater that I think he wildly overrates as well. A guy who has superior mo- uh, mobility, right? He he raves about Noah Dobson's feet. He's a big mobile. There it is, and uh, right shot who can generate a lot of controlled exits and entries due to his mobility and passing. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, w- I was more drawing to William William DeFore Grumpy again. I'm trying to draw how this compares okay. to our players. Okay, I-, I get it right. He he overrated Bouchard. I'm just saying right. He's done this and he did this throughout this article. And because people said, oh, fantastic. William DeFore is rated much higher than what we had expected. Rated higher than Atu Ratu. Oh, baby, William DeFore, his great year in the queue. I expect him to be a dynamite. We're expecting him to be a fantastic AHLer and to make it into the NHL. But the reason I'm bringing up, he's got guys with so-so mobility cracking his top 20 list. Mobility is so crucial and important. And it looks like throughout Corey Promise's assessment of all of these players, Players that struggle with movement, it doesn't seem to bother Corey Promen's assessment of them that much. Well, you know, he's an okay skater, but, you know, he does a lot of other things well. Skating is so pertinent, I think he undervalues your lack of skating or ineptitude with skating and how that could affect your projectability and success in the NHL. That's why I'm bringing up the Evan Bouchard. That's why I wanted to talk about the Evan Bouchard point too, Grump. Okay. I just had a problem with his putting 10 under 23 defensemen higher than Noah Dobson. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. And you look at like, he puts all the guys who are in like this year's draft class higher than Noah Dobson. They never even played a a professional hockey yet. I mean, I just, I I just don't like it. And you know, some guys, um, you know, okay, well they had a really tough season, you know, he's 20 years old. Well, no, I'm sorry. This guy's done it at the NHL level. I mean, this was his breakout year, and you have him 31st. I just I just had a hard time having 10 defensemen rated higher than him, particularly with his skating ability and his vision. I I'm I just I just had a problem with that. Grump, who's when what's the score of that Notre Dame game, Grump? I have no idea. Man, I'm trying to see here. I'll pull it up. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the other islanders that are on this list here, Grump. Um, we've got William DeFore. Now, uh, I'll pop this up on screen too. I'm just getting to it. Um, William DeFore is 77th on the list. There are other Islanders higher than that. I don't know if you want to touch on them as well or not. Are there? 
Yeah, absolutely. No, William DeForce, he's the next highest Islander at 77. Okay. I that's don't... that's incorrect, Grump. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Don't worry. Um, uh, William DeForce, 77, Grump. Uh, DeFore had a big season named QMJHL MVP and MVP of the Memorial Cup. His offensive talents are obvious, and DeFore is big, highly skilled winger um, who can make a lot happen inside the offensive zone. On the power play, he's dangerous because he's a high-end shot and can beat goalies consistently from the dot. That's true. We talked about that. Something he does a great job of, has a great release, William DeFore. He does a great job of picking those spots, and a quick release, too. Hard shot, William DeFore, Grump. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's accurate in his assessment of William DeFore. I really do. Why? Because he's seen him play numerous times this year. So I don't have a problem with his assessment. And he's right. He has a tremendous shot. We've seen him play, I don't know what, three, four, five, six times. And yes, he has good vision. Uh, He can shoot the puck. He's a playmaker. The only thing he can't do is skate. Well, that's, that's what he says here, too. His ability to make plays on the main advantage is also an attribute. His skating is just okay, lacking NHL speed. How, how can you have somebody who lacks NHL caliber speed anywhere on this list? Well, there's a lot of guys in the NHL who can't skate. We got a whole bunch of them on our team. He's well below an NHL average. because Because everything else... His he's shot. Not, okay, he's big. He's not very physical for as big as he is. No. Right. If you okay, if you're really big and you can't skate, you have to be complete. You have to be overwhelmingly talented in other areas. Anders Lee's an average skater. Anders Lee's a better skater than I think William DeFore can project to be. Everybody always says, "Oh, skating is the easiest thing you can improve upon." No, they just they just work hard and they'll be a better skater. Just take power skating lessons. Just take figure skating lessons. You'll be there. Power skate all summer long. That's going to really help out. You can improve skating to a certain extent, but there's a time period and a level to where if you don't have good feet, you'll never be able to move <laughs> to the same level and as quick as other players. It's just that simple. That skating is one thing you can work on, without a doubt. And, you know, but the biggest, for me, the biggest knock per se is the last sentence. His effort over his junior career has never been a selling point either. Yikes. Although he was better in that regard this season, he projects as a second line winger. How? Well, I How? thought when we, when I saw him play this year, I said, okay, he's, he's a glider, right? He floats a little bit too much, but he showed, he didn't, it didn't seem like he wasn't, he wasn't showing effort. Okay. I just think he's just not a great skater. They're talking and about effort away from the puck is what I, that's, you know, talking about the effort that's more away from the puck stuff. But I, I saw some of that in the games I saw. He's not a chase down forward. No, that's not what he is, but he was involved uh, going back the other way. That's never going to be the str- a strength of his game. He needs to improve his skating. That's number one. He needs to improve his skating. If he improves his skating, he can play for the Islanders moving forward. He absolutely can. He just needs to improve his skating. And he's going to have time, right? That's what he should be working on. And I think he's 20, isn't he? 20 years old? He's 20. Yeah. So, you know, he's a little bit behind the curve. But that's the one thing they need to work with him. They should have been working with it all summer. Improve your skating. Improve your skating. Improve your skating. We've seen what you can do with the puck. We've seen your shot, which is phenomenal, by the way. He We've does. seen your vision. 
as a as a winger, even going behind the net, setting people up. He has all the offensive tools needed to become a really good forward in this league. Got to be a better skater. Well, the, the issue, again, I've got, he's the next highest rated Islander. I think 77 is a bit high for him. We don't have a strong prospect pool, as I've mentioned before, but the fact that he's the second best Islander under 23, um, I don't know. Just don't take too much, don't take too much credence and what this list has, because you're right. Players that just get drafted for whatever reason have a little bit of a higher boost. I don't know. I yeah. couldn't tell you why. Oliver Wallstrom, 85. Well, Oliver Wallstrom, lower rating than William DeFore. Where to me, okay, Oliver Wallstrom right now is a better player. He's talking about, he's trying to project, right? It's about projection. That's why the younger guys are rated higher because the older guys, you know, they don't project as high, like Oliver Wallstrom at 22. That, that's why he does it. That's why he okay. does it. Uh, talking about Oliver Wallstrom. Wallstrom up and down last season. Again, um, for the Islanders in his second NHL campaign, there's no doubting uh, his offensive skill or his offensive talents. Uh, he's great individual skill, can make tough plays to his teammates, and his shot is a weapon from range. Wallstrom can struggle to drive play by himself, though due to an average foot speed um, and in-and-out compete. Uh, I see long-term second-line winger, even it, even with those warts, uh, due to those offensive talents. Now, you know, I, I think sorry. the compete level a little bit at times, that wasn't great last year away from the puck, and he struggled at moments. He was not a good skater. It's that simple. But I think, shit, he's going to be a more talented player than William DeFore. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Look at the role he was used in. Third-liner. That's not his skill set. A chase down playing a defense guy, that's not what his talent level is. I'm sorry, it's not. Romanoff then at number 106 for the Islanders there. Romanoff was up and down with the Canadians, but he was strong at the end of the season and was traded at the draft for the Islanders. He's a strong defender due to his great mobility and physicality. He can close gaps at a high level and is able to kill a lot of plays. I don't think there's ever going to be much offense out of him. Um, he can skate pucks up and uh, he makes a good first pass. So we should be confident enough to play real minutes. He projects to be a second pairing defenseman. That's why I think he's going to be a good fit with Noah Dobson. Wow, not too not too glowing of a review from Corey Prama for the guy for the for the guy we just gave up a 13th overall pick for. He's a but, he's a defensive defenseman with really good skating skills. That's okay. At the end of the day, he and Noah Dobson are going to be your number one pair. I did like this. Atu Ratu, below average skater. An average at everything else. Atu Ratu, I'd argue, is our most so valuable. Above, our most. above average shot. He had an above average shot. No, he didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Above average shot and below average in NHL compete level. So below average in compete and below average in skating. Now, this is a guy that he probably hasn't seen actually play a whole lot. Correct. Um, so and, and he says Ratu started off the season, um, season off as he did uh, during his draft year. But after a move from Carpot to Jokerit, um, it lit a spark in his game, scoring nearly a point a game in Liga um, following the move. Uh, Ratu has great hands and vision with the puck, showing that he can make a lot of plays inside the offensive zone. The best Ratu doesn't show the best Ratu doesn't show up every night, particularly sometimes his game can lack pace, but. Um, he was more consistent in the second half of the season 
And I see him as a third liner in the NHL. A third line center in the NHL. If he's a third line center. William DeFore ain't making the team. <laughs> Simple as that. I just, like I said, now, if you remember, and I saw him play two games, one of them, he sat. I saw him play the first period, then he wound up sitting till the end of the game. And I was wondering why. Why was he sitting? And maybe it was, maybe the coaches weren't happy with his compete level on the, the defensive side of the puck. He showed a lot offensively. Maybe they weren't happy with certain things. When you see a player sitting, I thought maybe he was injured, TJ. I don't know if you remember me I mentioning that I to do, you. I do remember you saying that to me. I didn't remember why he didn't – I didn't understand why he didn't play the whole game. And then he did wind up playing the second game, the full game. So I thought maybe he had some little injury that he came back from. Maybe it was a compete issue. I don't know. But you could see that the kid has talent. If he's a third-line center – I think that the other guys are rated a little bit too high. I think DeFore is probably rated a little bit too high. DeFore can shoot the puck. This kid can shoot the puck too. We watched him. We watched him play. And I watched him play in a few of those AHL playoff games in the postseason. I wound up watching a few of those. He looked really talented. He, I, again, I don't get that he can't skate. He's an he's He's already an average skater at this point. I wouldn't call I him agree. below average. He's an average skater. He's never going to be a guy that has blazing speed. He's a guy with good hands. He's a guy with good vision. He's a guy who could go ahead and distribute the puck well, and he's got a good shot. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys who's who's posting up every goal. Oh, my God, Antu Rantu just scored a fantastic goal against the Lafayette goaltender who is way out of position. But look at this angle he scored from. No, it's not necessarily that. You can't be infatuated with him. I think he's our best pro prospect, though. And, uh, again, I, uh, for those of you who who looked at that, that prominent article and said, oh, man, William DeFore, best prospect we've got. Pump the brakes a bit. That's all I'm going to say is pump the brakes a bit. I think what Atu Ratu did this year is, is miles more miles more impressive than what William DeFore did. And I think projectability to the NHL is much more in a guy like Atu Ratu's favor than it is William DeFore. I like what Ratu did just because he came to a totally different, a smaller ice surface Yep, and didn't miss a beat when he played in the playoffs. Usually it takes people a while to adjust to the smaller right surface. It did that didn't seem to be the case with him. I mean, I was I was impressed with what I saw from him. For a guy coming in and only played there a month, I'm like, okay, this kid fits in already at 19 years old. He was obviously one of the most talented, he's the most talented forward that I saw. He and Kyle McClain were the two guys who stood out in the forward group to me. Those six postseason games had a goal and three assists. Four points over the six games. You wound up only playing eight games in the A. Went up with four points. I, you know, playing on a brand new ice surface, brand new line mates, brand new system, brand new team. I'm not expecting a guy to come in there and continue on that point of game tear. So I mean, like you know, he played he played in that Finnish elite league and performed well. Um, and spending some time in the A, like all season next year, I think it'll be good for him. Yeah. Put him on the first line. Have him playing. You know. Power play, penalty kill, everything. That's what the that's what the A should be about. Developing young players. I not the Steve Bernier's or uh, you know, the other guys over 30 that they have who are playing first line minutes. Why? They're never gonna make the big team. Develop your talent, put them in every circumstance, every situation, so you see what they can do when they go up to the bigs to the big leagues. That's what you should you shouldn't have to worry about. Well, what can he do? Can he do this? 
in the NHL? Well, how do you know, right? He should be playing every situation in the AHL, every single situation. Let me ask you this. Before we get to our ad read, was there anything else you saw in that article or anything else you saw? Right, because we're in the dog days of summer. We still want to be able to provide Islander content. So I know maybe talking prospects doesn't titillate your fancy for some listeners, but we do want to make sure we're able to bring some Islanders action every single show twice a week. Um, I know this next Wednesday, I think, Grumpy, I just, I'm going to confirm it. I think Phil's Facts is going to be on this upcoming Wednesday. Oh, my God. Yeah, your favorite Grump. These Phil is so boring. Are we going to have to listen to how the Islanders are going to win the Stanley Cup uh, by losing seven or eight more players? Is that what he's going to tell us next? Oh, man. Oh, man. I For me, I just wanted to know where Simon Holmstrom was on this list. Hmm. Where's he? Where's he? I, I didn't see him he on the list. The top, he didn't make the top 125 or however many were on this list. I mean, no. 150. I think it was a 50, 150. It was 170. I knew it was an odd number. 170 players. No, no, uh, no, Simon Holm. A top 170 players. And to his defense, how the hell can you rate 170 players with accuracy? You know, it's tough. It's very, very tough to do that. Oh, you'll be interested to hear this too. A guy, Joaquin Kimmel, Grumpy. Do you remember him? He was available at our draft pick. Yep. This last time. He's rated ahead of, uh, <laughs> he's, he's rated ahead of uh, Alexander Romanov. <laughs> So, you know, there's a lot of players that were available at that selection that were rated ahead of Romanoff. Okay. Kind of chuckle. I know. I, I just chuckling at, at how the actual ratings are just bogus and nuts in that article. Yeah. I'm just going to say that I'm going to give the nod to the guy who's played in the NHL over a kid who's just been drafted. The- I, again, no no issue with that, but he's got him rated 61 there for Joaquin Kimmel. I'm just saying, I, again, I'm just speaking to, if you're a fan of the Islanders and you read that article and said, oh, wow, you know, man, these players right here, you know, William DeFore, he's going to be better than a guy like Romanoff. He'll be better than a guy like, like Oliver Wallstrom. Don't go in with that expectation. That's what I'm trying to drive home with this right here. Don't have wrong expectations that he's going to come in and light the world on fire. He's gonna be better than Ati Ratu. Again, don't don't go in with the expectations with that because you'll be wildly disappointed. I feel like I'm not saying that William DeFore can't go ahead and iron himself out a successful NHL career. That's not what I'm saying. Just don't go in with the expectation that this is gonna be a second line winger who's gonna be putting up 50 to 60 points a season. You're gonna be disappointed if that's your expectation for him. Uh, and just one, I, I don't know if you wanted to talk about where he had the Islanders rank in the pipeline rankings for 2022. Um, was that in the same article? No, it was a separate article. Um, but he just, he had the Islanders ranked 27th, same as last year. The thing that I don't like about the pipe, the way he look does it, he's just looking at the 23 and unders, right? So in other words, Dobson is in there and Wallstrom is in there. Um, you know, Romanoff is in there. These are all guys who already play in the league. To me, they're not guys in the pipeline anymore. So, I mean, if you look at just our guys in the pipeline, our first guy would be DeFore. He's our top-rated prospect. Number two would be Ratu. Then number three, and here's what he says, has a chance to play. The top five, he says, he puts player rankings, top five. 
then the, you're then, bouncing all over the place. I, I don't have it pulled up right now, but you're not really doing a good job. I'm trying okay. to envision it. It's tough for people. It's tough for me listening. I know it's tough for other people listening. Okay. So this is, we're rated 27th grumpy old man on this list. Now tell me a little bit more about it. You said that you went through, it doesn't include NHLers that are currently in the league. It, it does. It does include NHLers. I'm taking them out because for me, that's not in the pipeline. They're already playing. So they're okay. not in the pipeline. They've already that's they've fine. already come out of the end of the pipe, shall we say. Okay, I've got it. So we're rated too high in your opinion. Well, no, they shouldn't be in the pipeline because they're already NHLers. Yeah, they're already NHLers. So a lot of those guys that are on that list are Three counting up. towards our pipeline. In reality, they shouldn't. So you think Correct. we should be a lower rated team than we currently are? Probably yes, because okay, three. That's, of, that's that's what I was. I'm trying to get it still pulled up, and again, I'm just okay. trying to listen and hear it without having the visual. So three of our top five fit that category, right? DeFore and Ratu do not. Then they say guys who have a chance to play: Quinn Finley, the left wing who they drafted this year. Then Isaiah George, he would have, which I would consider the number four prospect overall. Then Simon Holmstrom at 21. And his assessment of Holmstrom is Holmstrom took steps forward this season, his third in the AHL. He has NHL skill, vision, and finishing ability, but his skating is just okay. And I wonder if he'll make he'll he'll be able to make plays at the at an NHL pace. So he doesn't think very highly of Wallstrom. I certainly don't. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Holmstrom. You said Wallstrom again. Holmstrom. I'm sorry. Holmstrom. You keep you call him Simon Wallstrom. I'm sorry. For on an all-the-time basis. But, yes, yeah, Simon Holmstrom. We know who you're talking about. Then uh, Ruslan Ichikov was number six. Uh, okay. Are you just going to go down a list and read that? There's only the two more guys, A2 Leokis and Callie Odelius. Okay, cool. I don't really care too much about the guys who are 18 years old. Okay. I you know, I'm just want to talk broad items, right? Okay. Let's talk about the guy, Simon Holmstrom, a guy who may be a little close, not, not infatuated with his play. Doesn't look like he can do it at the NHL level. We've seen him miss on a lot of those takes he's had, but that's not a guy we have high expectations for. I really do think he's a guy who's middle six at best, a guy like Holmstrom. Ideal world, probably a third-line guy. Best case scenario for best case is third-liner. Best case. Let's just have best case. I just I don't I don't think he's gonna make it. They might force him in the lineup. He's a Michael Del Cole. Mm. So Mm-mm-mm. not good enough. Not with the talent enough. with the talent that was around at that period of time. No. Uh, again, you're never gonna convince us that that was a good selection. Uh <laughs> never, ever, ever. Um, let me refresh Grumpy. Let me get to our ad read today. We've got a different ad to read. Holy shit, boys. I might struggle with this. It should take a while. Oh, no. Give me a sec. (laughs) We've got an ad to read from DraftKings. The wait is almost over. The new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Um, Bet on any team of your choice. And if the team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, 
That is such a crazy concept. Um, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code again, THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes and the description for additional details, Grumpy. Woo! Not bad for a first-time read, TJ. I, I'm just thrown, as I'm reading this, I'm thrown off. So all your team has to do is lead by seven points? That's crazy. Pretty crazy. And you win. I don't know. That is an as an odd one. I've never I don't gamble though. So maybe that's consistent. Maybe, maybe that's how they all are. I don't know. I'm I'm brand new and I don't do any gas. Sorry, I don't do any gambling. Um, but uh I probably wouldn't be good at it either. But um, yes. So anyway, Grumpy. Um, let's start diving into some of these comments here. Um, ooh. Old man, uh, go right ahead. It's a two-minute video of my fantasy draft. We'll look at that afterwards, Drew. So now we're going to have all your inside info. We'll know who Drew's looking to go ahead and select. That's good. Uh, I like to know what other people are thinking before the draft. draft. Oh, he's got his first draft tonight. Wish him luck. Good luck, Drew. Good luck. Good luck. John Smith said, thumbs are twiddling. It is. It's time to twiddle thumbs right about now. Just to let you know, TJ called me up, and I said uh, I had people over the house. I'm like, yep. TJ, late as usual. And he's like, I sent you an email. He called, I sent you an email. I said, no, you didn't. He said, yes, I did. I'm like, no, you didn't. How do I say that, Grumpy? Is that an accurate? That is exactly. Very nasty. Very nasty. And then here's, I'm going to tell you what he said in the private chat also, just to show you how mean and nasty he is to me. Um, so I said, I said, no, you didn't send. He said, oh, something must have happened. Looks like it didn't send. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't send. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Okay. I said, you know, what I said, Grumpy, I said, Grumpy, I'm sorry it didn't send. I'll send that to you immediately. Thank you so much for your un, undying and unwavering support of our endeavor of creating uh -huh. the best Islanders podcast that's ever surfaced the airwaves, Grumpy. I really do appreciate you. And, and Grumpy responded back in a very mean tone to me. Mm -hmm. I want to read the private chat. It's only one-way conversation. TJ knows what's coming. <laughs> Fucking TV off, dude. dude. The TV, yes, was, the TV, was, the TV was off. It was already off. There's nothing that pisses me off more. Every, everything you pisses and I are you having, off. There's no, okay, Every, there's, there's nothing that pisses me off more than when you and I are having a conversation trying to talk Islanders hockey, and I see your eyes diverting away because you're watching. First of TV. all, I told you I don't watch the TV. I told you that. I'm having to do it on a trust basis. You realize, you realize I don't sit in a cave all by myself. There are people who live in this house. Grumpy. Are there okay? I know the warden. The warden goes to sleep at the crack of dawn, Grump. Or she goes to sleep as the sun sets. Grump, she goes to sleep when your podcast starts when the podcast starts. She's still wandering around. Bullshit. The warden's no. not wandering around. Stop. Yes, she is. Stop. We had a guest over this evening. So you know, his name, TV wasn't on. She was actually, the TV was on. She was sitting there watching the TV. Oh, I so hold on. I know, I know you should be okay. No, no, the TV's no, no. on now. This okay. was, thank this you was, very much. This was before, uh, this was after you sent that nasty little chat. First of all, is that any way that son talks to his father? Fucking TV off, dude. <laughs> Here's the thing, because I do this all the time, and I always would say, turn the TV off, turn the TV off, turn the TV off, and you always ignore those chats, Grump. And I'll tell you, 
TV off, TV off. And now we just get to the point where I'm just effing TV off. When I see us getting prepped as I'm going ahead and making sure it gets out to the airwaves near it needs to go, and I see Grumpy, I see him like this, staring his ass over at the TV. I know your TV's on, Grumpy. First of all, you I know because no I'm looking at you. I see your box down there when we're doing the intro. I see your box, and you're like this staring at the tv I, so i know the tv's on i'm like please let's not watch notre dame and ohio state record it and get to it later grumpy we want to provide you, a good show for the you. people the tv was not on it's still not on just you nasty. Said it was on. very nasty you said it was on. just very nasty i don't talk nasty to you like that oh look at you so calm cool and collected grumpy because i'm a nice guy i'm not like you you're a nice guy okay. a nasty filthy pig which is what you are I don't ever when when I'm on a show with you, Grumpy. You have my undivided attention. That's how important you are, Grumpy. To me in the show, you have my undivided attention. I balance through everything, and Grumpy, I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at that that beautiful, smiling, happy face, happy Islander face, all the time, Grumpy. That's how important you are, Grumpy. The show. Is it time for you to go to the bathroom. Look at you. Maybe, maybe Grumpy. I maybe Grumpy. I've I've already taken care of that. I catheterized myself because of the love for this show today. I wanted to make sure there was no interruptions, Grumpy. Okay, let's get to the comments, please. Uh -huh. I just want people to know how nasty you are to me. That's all. They that's, know. That, oh, they know. You put up this. You know. put up this you know. calm facade, and you know how TJ's. You know how you know, how he's laughing. You know how he's how he's lying. He's laughing when you see that stupid smile on his face after I say something's going to come up. That's when he starts smiling. I don't like you watching TV. Let me read it to you again. Our podcast. Let me read it to you again. Fucking TV off, dude. <laughs> I he's still like that. He's so I proud still, of himself. There's no malice behind that. Just turn the fucking TV off, huh? What's so freaking right. wrong with that? TV off, Grump. Comments, let's go. Yeah, uh-huh. Now you want to go to the comments because I don't even know what the new comments look like, Grumpy, because I'm ready. To, I've got a whole bunch of queued up. But, oh, Grumpy. I'm going to get after your ass. Um, Scott L says, hey, guys. What's up, Scott? I have noticed, Grumpy, since, I don't know, maybe like the last 10 minutes, you've been very attentive. Is it because it's near halftime? Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. Sure. Emmanuel R said <laughs> Emmanuel R said, Good evening. Emmanuel, I saw your messages. So I've been getting a lot of messages. I'm sorry, guys. I have not been doing a good job of responding to those. I'm going to respond to all of them tonight. I have a whole bunch there. Um, Facebook, Twitter, a whole bunch of messages. Sorry, I'm way behind. I'll get to looking at those tonight. I know Emmanuel sent me a message on Facebook. I need to read it. He says, Good evening, gents. What would you prefer? The Islanders sitting on the top of the division and trading a first for a playoff run or being out of it by Thanksgiving and cleaning house from top to bottom. Go ahead. That's a loaded, that's a loaded question for grumpy. Here's the thing. I would like, I'd like for us to sit at the top of the division and then to trade additional assets, trade a first round pick to make a legitimate run. If we're sitting at the top of the division, that means a few things. Wallstrom has played well. Matt Barzal has played well. We've had good defensive play and good goaltending play. And those guys who had stepped back a little bit of a step backwards, those older players, they've picked up their pace. So if by by trade deadline, we're sitting first in the division. I think our division is, I think, pretty weak. I think, you know, the Hurricanes are the top dog by a country mile. And all the other teams are kind of not not at the same level. But I would pick top of the division and we're trading for an additional asset for a playoff push. You want to know else would have happened? What, Grumpy? The rest of the NHL would have disbanded if we we're at the top of our division. Well, okay, play what he asked out, right? What would you seriously, in all honesty, right? 
Would you rather be first in the division come the day of the trade deadline and we're making or trading away a first round pick for a playoff run? Or would you rather us be out of the hunt by no, by Thanksgiving and clean house top to bottom? I'd rather be out of it by Thanksgiving and cleaning house. Holy shit. Holy shit. You heard it here. Grumpy, you would rather take a full on rebuild now instead of an additional shot at winning a cup. What? You just said it yourself. Our division sucks. So that means we're not winning a cup. No, the Hurricanes are a really good team. The Hurricanes aren't bad. I do think we have a lot of faux contenders in our. I don't think Washington's great. I don't think Pittsburgh's great. They were both the Rangers, over, They were both twenty points better than us last season. In this scenario, he gave us we're top of the division. I'm just going over the talent in our division. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are legit. I Maybe think the we Rangers were relegated. Maybe we're relegated to the AHL. That's the only way we're going to be at the top of our division. He asked a question, uh, Emmanuel. I respected enough to make sure I answered it. Grumpy. Didn't want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Emmanuel. Maybe next next comment we get, Grumpy's going to actually answer. Maybe Grumpy can answer it for us with, in, in reality. Maybe Grumpy won't go ahead and treat your comments so poorly. Fucking TV off, dude. Yeah, you know what Grumpy said on this comment? He said, fucking comment off the board. <laughs> That's what that response was. That, don't worry, Emmanuel. Uh, uh, I will give you the dignified response that all of the listeners of this yeah, show need. Oh my God. Oh goodness. Matthew has said good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. What's up, Matthew? How are you? Um, Jay says here, I never were to I never remember to watch this live. Oh, uh, where is Jay? It looks like he's in like some sort of ice cavern. Ice he cave. He's spelunking into an ice cave. Dude, that, that shit's scary. Have you ever seen, dude, that spelunking shit? You have to be nuts to do it. The lovely Paige used to do that. I'm like, you're freaking nuts. She used what to go. Spelunking? What is spelunking? Spelunking. It's where you go in these little caves. You know how caves, you got to you gotta get really skinny to move oh, yourself. No, 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 no. Well, hold on. It's no. like we go and you squish yourself all the way through these and you get to a spot where it opens up and you got to squish out. I'm like, that shit is nuts. No. I would have... Uh, I don't know. I would be like, I'm gonna die. Just shoot me in the face. I'm I'm done. Once I get in there, I'm like, I'm not able to get out. I, my, I, I just my body's gonna get bigger and bigger because it's gonna get it's gonna get swelled up because it's gonna get all nervous. I can't. Um, mm -mm, not for me. Maybe, maybe he might have to get to that ice point. He had to splunk his way through ice. Probably the only way to get you out would be with a Mike Mulligan and his steam shovel. I'm gonna tell a story, real quick story, just to tell you what TJ was like as a kid. <laughs> You ever go to McDonald's, right? <laughs> Look at this shit. Look at his shit. Story fucking off. Fucking story off, Grump. Here you go. Go ahead. Here you go. Right? <laughs> we went to McDonald's. Remember they used to have like the little thing you climb up and the, they have like the all play the Playpen. Yes, absolutely. Who doesn't remember the playpen, Grumpy? Paint well, the picture. How many stories of this playpen? Give me an example. So TJ was like 15 years old. Oh, 15. Okay. I don't remember how. He was young. He was young. And he climbed up. To the top of the ball pit, the top of the thing is, you know, it has like little tunnels and he got lost. And this is probably how many, how many floors are we talking? 17, 18 floors, Grumpy? Two. Really? Only two floors? Two. And it was, here's the thing. It was really just one with like oh, a ladder up. It's not, it's, it was like, you know, nothing. Floors, it was like 17 kid floors. Maybe for no, an adult, it's like no, two floors, two. but 17 kid floors. His mommy had to go into the ball area to retrieve him because he got stuck. Not the ball got, area. It was at the top. Yeah. he And he was caught in a little, help, 
Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. I didn't. Uh, what did I really say? I don't even know. I wasn't even old enough to have a memory of this, but you barely remembering mom had to go up and grab me because I would not come down or couldn't come down. Yeah, I don't even like know. A cat up a tree. That's what it was like. A little, a little, a little tree. Oh my God. I got caught at the top. It was like a cat who went on top of a couch and couldn't get off. That's what it was like. It was like, like when you take one step up a ladder. Yeah. Honestly though, it's kind of like when I went up those, dude, I've always had a fear of heights. And guess what? When I was a little older, was that after I lost my two front teeth or before? That was, I think that was, I don't know. That's when yeah. TJ was playing on some jungle gym equipment and he fell face it first. It wasn't jungle gym equipment. What it was is I was a climbing. Little caterpillar. A caterpillar. It was oh. a caterpillar. I was, I was climbing up a metal caterpillar. Caterpillar. It was only like, it was only a few rungs. Maybe we're talking like four or five. This was, after, young. That. This was after that. Okay. So this was after. Oh, so I was terrified of heights. I just got done knocking, knocking teeth out of my face. Okay. TJ fell out of the bed, taking a nap and broke his collarbone. Okay. Hold on. Let's not jump from story to story if we're talking about fear of heights. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I guess where it all started. I was, how old was I then? Like three or four years old? When you broke your collarbone? Yeah. Three. Yeah. So I was three years old. I used to move around a lot in bed. I fell off a bed and I broke my tornado. TJ tornado. TJ Tornado, I fell off the bed and I and I went ahead and I broke I broke my collarbone. Then when I was just a few years after that, I was climbing down this. I went up the I went up the caterpillar and I started walking. I started climbing down the caterpillar. It's like you have these rungs. I missed a step with my foot and I went whoop and my body was going down and my face just hit it and I just plucked my teeth went boom flying out. So I lost my two front teeth. What can I say? Heights and I didn't go too well at a young age. I'm so sorry. When I got to the top, I said, I'm not going down again. I don't want to lose the rest of the teeth in my mouth. So that's what happened. Grump. It was embarrassing. Oh, uh, there's a, there's, there's an adult child up top. He can't get out. He must be punking us. That just happened. Help me! Help <laughs> I think that was last me! month. That's what it was. That it was. I was trying to go ahead and do our podcast at the top of the McDonald's, and I got and I got claustrophobic at the top, and I needed somebody to bring me down. Then he so forgot what time it was, and the store closed. I was getting late. I was I was actually running late. That's why I was running late, really late on one of those shows. I was trying to get it, but I needed my mommy to help me That's down. Hmm. Next comment, Grumpy says. John Smith said, "Is this the Disney episode?" I know. I got my. Oh yeah, that's right. You got a Grumpy shirt on too. Oh, oh yeah, look at that. Look at that. We do have two Disney. Except items. mine has kind of a bearing on you know the Grumpy old man. See what I'm saying? What can I say? Just wore the shirt. Uh, don't hate on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug R said, "Another Saturday night talking Islanders hockey with the Grumpy old man." <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey TJ. Oh Doug. <laughs> I know, I know, Doug. Sorry, I'm here. Sorry, I'm associated. Paul W. says JT Miller signed long term. Oh, yeah, I know. That's not good. Nobody liked it, but hey, uh, Matthew S. says with JT Miller gone, um, can we hope that Barzal doesn't go there? That's an interesting question, actually. I, I mean, that's still a couple of years away. I think they need to do something to show a good faith movement for him to get him to want to stay. And just having a, a girlfriend. A girlfriend that lives on Long Island. That's, that's not enough. Yeah, I was about to say. Sorry. And maybe he really loves her, but, uh, you know, that's – I don't know how long they've been dating. Maybe a year. I don't know. That's not enough. Uh, okay, I'm going to say that the girl would move with him. 
Probably that's correct. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't think that's going to be enough of a pull to get him to stay. I think they need to make a couple of goodwill gestures towards him. Maybe make him the captain. Maybe that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, that's right. That's another reason why they should make them the captain. Not only because it's going to help him be a better leader, but because that's going to help him resign that contract. Because once you're the captain, you can't lose the cat. The captain's not going to leave the free agency. Are you kidding me? We got to make him the captain. He's never going to leave then. Maybe that would grease the skids to make him depart. <laughs> the only the only captains who don't want to leave are the non-talented ones. They'll stay no matter what. <laughs> holy shit oh my goodness gracious um scott l said i'm glad they didn't get miller true D not, not saying what's up boys where's where's d cut from tj D cut i i think he's from this this facebook page called isles misery rated r grump isn't he it's what about them they say they're pretty they're pretty yeah okay group of guys right grumpy i'd say they're a pretty good group of guys i think grumpy bad talks them on the show all, he says i hate them i usually say the isles misery rated r the best facebook group ever in santa grumpy but you usually say you hate them listen to me first of all i don't like the way your sarcastic tone talking about my pals at isles misery rated r i don't like that okay Okay, I'm it's sorry. just typical. I bet you your little goofball buddies, you wouldn't talk about them like that, would no, you? This isn't the term goofball buddy. It's just kind of like a that's like a happy go goofball buddy. I don't know. It's like a happy go lucky term. <laughs> goofball buddy. Um, Matthew S says. From now on, when I snap my finger, that means next comment. Ah, uh, stick it with the sun, don't shine. Matthew S said he would have been number four on my list after McKinnon, Pasternak, and Tarasenko. Talking about JT Miller. Well, McKinnon was never coming here. Pasternak's never coming here. And they could have a shot at Tarasenko, at 31-year-old Tarasenko after next year. James Nichols apparently immediately started with the Patrick Kane trade. They were on to the next one. He said they never learned. Holy shit. I hadn't looked at the comments yet, but I thought it was funny because I feel like I have to address that because I didn't know they were. I really thought, well, I guess, hey, the, the media cartel has to find something to talk about so they can't go ahead and be critical of anything that's out there. So they have to say, oh, maybe the Islanders are going to make a move. That's why we've been so silent. Patrick Kane is coming to the New York Islanders. Why I haven't Patrick read your article. I have no idea what N James Nichols said, but I'm like, my God, he's already starting the Patrick Kane trade rumors. No, Why no, would no, Patrick Kane go to the Islanders? I say he wanted to be on a contender, didn't he? If you want to be a contender, why would you come to the Islanders right now? He's going to be traded at the deadline. Why would they trade him now? They're going to get more value for him at the NHL trade deadline than they will no one's, right now. No one's getting traded now, just like I thought with JT Miller, same thing. These are all trade deadline guys. Nothing's going to happen before then. Hmm. Patrick Kane, no. Patrick Kane being linked to the Islanders, who would be a good fit. I, you know, I, okay, here's the thing. I haven't read the article, but if I'm going out on a limb, it's going to go like something like this. The Islanders missed out on a few big pieces this offseason, but they could still make a splash. And who can they make a splash with? A guy that's very talented, that fits a lot of the needs we have. Maybe a guy like Patrick Kane. There's no validity behind Nobody has any idea. And it's one of these where it's like opining on who could be a good fit. And it's going to get Islander fans back to thinking, holy crap, it, we're not done. We could still make it happen, guys. We could still have. And I'm like, please do not set these fans up for expectations of grandeur because it's not happening. I just wish they'd come out and say, completely underwhelming offseason. We're not going to do anything this year. These are some moves that would help our team, but our general manager wouldn't do. I would freaking applaud you all day and night if you had the balls to say that. If any of these people who write articles had the balls to say that, but they never would. Nope. 
they won't do this because of this. And I'm like, and that's when you can go ahead and then divert it into saying we're a team that's supposed to be in win now mode, but it doesn't seem like we have a win now mentality. Dude, that would freaking, I, I would applaud you. I'd retweet that. I'd be like, this is the first honest article I've seen in a long time. Amen. Amen, brother. I mean, like it just, it's funny how little different words like that. It would keep Islander fans honest too, where they wouldn't say, oh yeah, Patrick Kane, that, that makes sense. Like uh, Patrick Kane is probably what we're going to go for because now they're going to be fans saying Patrick Kane, that we're going to be, we're heavily linked to Patrick Kane. What do you guys think about Patrick Kane? Oh my gosh. Oh, John, this is the only honest Islander podcast there is. There might be other honest ones. I mean, like I know of. I know Tom, we had him on. He has a podcast, right? He seemed pretty honest when we were on. He seemed well, he's, very but he's game review. He's game yeah. review. Right? He, he does he does a little he does a podcast. He does one every once in a while too. So okay, let me put it to you like this. The people whose careers it is to talk about the Islanders do they're not very critical. And just cross they're afraid. Point. They're afraid of losing access. I kind of understand where they are though. If your job and your job that you depend on to put food on your table is, you know, could be directly affected if you ask a tough question or write an article that's tough or hard on the organization. You're going to have your rights restricted and you're going to have your livelihood restricted. It's, dude, it takes balls to do something like that, to throw your ring in the hat and say, I, my, my journalistic integrity, you know, is, is going to force me to be honest, honest to what I see is true and fit. But, you know, I, I might lose my I might have my job affected by that. It takes a lot of balls to do. It really does. You know what I heard Phil was doing tonight? What was Phil doing? How, 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 are, we, how are we migrating that today right now to Phil? What is Phil doing? I sent him a boot. He's probably okay. licking it right now. Why is he doing that, Grump? Because I've read some of his commentary. Oh, do you don't like some of Phil's comments here coming up? Oh, no. Licking weasel. Oh, no. We'll have to have SmackDown. WWE SmackDown next Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Phil against a grumpy old man. Come on down to your local Greensboro Coliseum. Uh, Scott L. says here, why would Barzal want to say with little activity Lou has not shown in, in his four years as general manager? I would make Barzal stay. That's a very – right? That's what we just – we just talked about that. I think you're gonna ha you have to do something to make it seem like you care about him. Yeah, I could He's, see it being frustrating for him. And yeah. here's the thing: he may be extremely happy, and we don't know shit all. That's also a possibility. Yeah. I'm just I'm putting myself in his shoes. What would I feel like? I could I I could see myself being upset, and it's tough to say because you're not in the shoes. But I could see myself being upset. And being, you know, feeling like we're my team, my organization is not doing enough to surround me with the best players to succeed. And I could see myself being upset, particularly, particularly when the old man tries to lowball him on mm. a contract negotiation. Well, they we, they haven't. We don't even know if they've talked contract negotiations, Grump. We don't know that because Lou won't make it privy. Oh, I, again, I guess it kind of gives away some of your tactical, your tactical move maneuverability if you say we've started talking with Matt Barzal about possible contract extension. Well, here's the thing. Do you think what 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 can we ask about that? What type of what type of 4D chess would Lou be playing there? The only thing that could benefit you by saying we're not going to disclose if we've talked with Matt Barzal about a contract extension. The only way that would benefit you is if you're looking to sell him. You're looking to sell him and you think his value will be impacted if you say that you're not close together on a contract talk. 
That is the only way that it makes sense to say, we're not going to talk about that. That's the only way. And now am I jumping to saying, oh, maybe they're looking to shop them? No. But I'm just like, what's the point of not saying that? It does you no benefit unless you're trying to sell him and you want to keep his value as close to what you see on the ice. You don't want his value to lower because, hey, we're having contract issues. We can't agree on a price. That is the only, only, only way. It shouldn't even cross his lexicon of thought to sell Matt Barzal. Seriously. So, yeah, that's the only thing I think about that. I'm um, sorry. Uh, Frank K says, just leaving Coney Island. I repped in my Islanders hat at the Cyclones game. Yeah. Good for you, Frank. Oh, Jay said, I'd rather sign Alyssa Milano instead of, instead of Sonny. Me too. Alyssa Milano. I'll sign her. Who's Alyssa Milano? She was in Who's the Boss, but she grew up to be hot. <sighs> Alyssa Milano. Hold on a second. She's right up here. Alyssa Milano. What else did she star in? I don't know any of those movies. Going, who's the boss? Who's the boss? That was a TV show. She looks like a little bit like Leah Remini. Char- Maybe she was in Charmed also, I think. Was she in Charmed? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, she's not bad looking. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'd rather have her than Sonny for certain. Andrew L said, fantasy football updates, TJ. I'll mention it one more time. The fantasy football, I'm going to create the league tonight. I'm going to start sending out the emails and invitations tonight. So one more time, if you are interested in the fantasy football league, email us at islandersfansunited at gmail.com so I can get that and I'll send it to you. I'll send the invite. Alexander says, hey, guys, how are you? Doing well, Alexander? Hopefully you're doing well also. Grumpy gives a thumbs up. Brian B. With a little bit of a change profile picture says, yeah, who like cares that. about Milano? We're in the old, we're in the old aviator glasses. Well, Brian, we do care about Alyssa Milano. Uh, there it is. Uh, Doug R. said, no need to worry about any new additions. Let's just keep guessing at line pairings. And even because, hey, we have to guess on that. And the lines are not obvious. It's scary or not, or not obvious is scary. The thing that makes it even worse, it's not like you have so much talent that's like, yeah, man, this is really, how do we put this together that looks the best? I got this guy, this guy. Who's going to fit with who? It's like, what do we have that we can put that makes a semi-semblance of a good line? How can we How can we try to best maneuver uh, this these puzzle pieces that don't fit perfectly? How can we best maneuver those to try to make the best pitcher? It's not a great scenario that we're in, but we'll try to make the best damn pitcher we can and the most complete puzzle we can, even with pieces that don't necessarily fit. John M. John M., congratulations on the wedding. Hold on. The only button TJ knows how to push. That <laughs> but John M., congratulations, buddy. Checking in grumpy on honeymoon. Can't stay long. Going to Auburn game next week. Get that shirt out. Islanders, 85 to 92 points this year. Not in the playoffs. I was gonna planning on wearing the Auburn shirt tomorrow, but maybe I'll hold it for next week then. Okay, there you go. Alexander says, no matter who we bring in, guys, Milano or TJ, or maybe even you, Grumpy, we still wouldn't make the playoffs, and Lou has failed us all again. True. Yep. True. Very fair assessment. Frank K said, everybody would have to bring Milano cookies to every home game. Man, I eat a lot of Milano cookies. Are they Alyssa Milano cookies? 
No, they're just Milano cookies. Okay. It's, yeah, crazy. Um, Doug R says, um, uh, it was not going to take much to improve this team and have some real positive expectations on the playoffs, but we have done, we haven't done, uh, but we haven't done even that, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. No improvements. Uh, All right. Romanov is an improvement. Correct. And I think he helps a lot for what we needed to do. But again, there was still a need to improve the forward group. And that was a big need, too. We talked about it. Big needs, improving the defensive side of the puck, getting rid of their char and green. We did that. Get a do the thumbs up, a check on that. There was also a big need to improve the forward group. We did massive, that. a massive need. Absolutely. Frank Hay said JT Miller was a horribly overpaid $8 million. Get that fat. Yeah, that's too, for me, that's too much. Okay. Um, Stephen S says, as I continue my search for the worst movies of all times, I recently saw Beast a few days ago, and it's the worst. It's worse than Morbius and uh, and Jurassic World Dominion. The film was so boring that I almost fell asleep. That's when you know a movie's really bad. When you fall asleep watching movie, it's bad. Here's here's the thing. I don't know if it's like when I watch movies on like a sixty year old man or I'm like grumpy old man age. I fall asleep during every movie I watch, what every single one. In the movie theater, my, the lovely page, even if I'm eating like popcorn, I'm drinking some, I'll like doze off like three or four times. You're so nuts. You're like, huh? And I'll be, <laughs> so I fall asleep all the time when I'm watching that. You wonder why she's banging you like that? She's like, dude, I'm wasting money taking you to a movie theater. You used to say that about grandma when we were young. That's exactly what I said. You fall so you asleep. Stop bringing, her. You stop bringing her to the movie. I stop bringing her. I, I I told her. I said, "Sorry, I, I I'm not going to pay to watch you sleep. I could let you sit in my house to watch that for free." Oh, oh my god! Uh, Anthony Anthony R said, "Hey guys, with Miller gone, what about Connor Garland?" No, I'm sorry. Don't get your hopes up. Well, I, I mean, would I be interested in Connor and acquiring Connor Garland? Yeah. I think he's I think he's okay. All right, is he great? No. But again, you're going to have to start moving some guys out. He's younger. That's why I like him. He's shown that a pension that he can score. Connor Garland was just traded away last offseason to the Canucks. They're not moving him. Okay. I mean, he just he's just and he's got a manageable contract. They're not moving him. Okay. That's like I said, that'd be a guy I would not uh spit at. Uh, it's we got the same likelihood of getting Connor Gar- or Connor Garland as we do a guy like Connor McDavid. It's just not happening across the board. Okay. What? I we'll see. He has another four years at under five. He has another four years at a cap hit that's less than Josh Bailey's. If they have to, you think Vancouver, a team that's towards the cap, is gonna is gonna move a guy? He's a, he's on a very good contract for them. Simple. Some, sometimes you have to move guys out that you don't want to. That's not a guy he produces on a lower on a, on a deal to where he he earns or he he's more valuable than what he earns. I don't think that's a guy that that's if you're looking to prioritize who we have to move, that's somebody they don't want to move, I would assume. Okay. He still had 52 points in 77 games last year. That's a damn I mean for a guy who's in his, you know, 24, 25 years old, that's a good production, I think. Yeah, I like like I said, I I would, I would not, I would certainly entertain an offer for him. Why not? 
Anthony also said, hey, TJ, did you get my email regarding the Fantasy League? I'm sure I did. I'll be sending out emails tonight. But Anthony R., if you send me another one, just to make sure I got it. I, I, will, I didn't have a chance to look at exactly who sent them. I know we've got 11 teams right now. Um, Doug R. said, in the words of Jim Mora, playoffs? Playoffs? It's coming up. Playoffs? 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 Oh, yeah. Steven I remember is- watching that live. I remember watching that live. I was like, holy crap. He's going over the edge. Playoffs. Steven S. said, I'd give the film a 15 out of 100. And I give, <laughs> give it the worst film of the 2022 awards so far. The film tries to be like Jaws, but it fails at every aspect. In regards to, uh, to, what, um, to what made Jaws so successful and popular. Um, uh, Anthony R said Miller's contract will be horrible four years from now. Garland would be a good fit for us, depending on the price. No first routers. True. They're just not going to move him. Alexander said, uh, Hey, TJ, you got to show Grump the photos I just sent you. Okay, let's see here. I haven't been on. Um, let's see here. Uh, a grumpy. So, like, this isn't. It's not going to mean anything to Grumpy because Grumpy doesn't. Grumpy, you know what's? Uh, you know about SpongeBob? SpongeBob, yeah. He's a little freaking spongy ass rat on television. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going to mean anything to him. So this is a scene, Grumpy and SpongeBob, to where they uh they they sell chocolate bars. Patrick and Sponge. God Almighty, it's so weird that I'm explaining this to you, but I'll paint the picture quick and try not to sound too too weird. But they're trying to sell. They're trying to sell. They're trying to sell chocolate bars. And this old little thing right here is a little fish, Grumpy. That's like on the bed, deathbed. And she's like, "It's gonna make you younger." And she can't hear anything. But um, this old Amarillo. Yeah. So yeah, he's saying free agents. I remember when I first invented free agents. Sweet, sweet free agents. I always hated them. And that's the quote from the the fish. That little old fish. I, I can't uh, say, oh geez, is that they're selling idea? free agents saying they're selling chocolate? And then oops, the last image here is uh what? What are they selling? They're hard hard of hearing. So oh, I know Grumpy's gonna have a hard time. I tried to I tried to explain it the best I could in a quick manner. I gotta say I never really watched SpongeBob. Yeah, he didn't know anything like that. But hey, I like the memes. It meant something to me. I like the meme, but I know Grumpy wouldn't understand. So I had to explain it. Um, okay. I lost where I was with the comments. Okay. Um, here we go. Um, Jay said, uh, are we allowed to discuss movies? Absolutely. Jay. Jay, I was about to say, we don't watch enough. of the, You don't watch enough of the live ones. Is right. Grumpy loves talking movies, especially in the off season. I do. And here's the thing. You really want to talk movies. The talk TJ Grumpy Old Man Show. Talk with me. That's right. Oh, shit. I forgot to mention it. We also have a second podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It's every Sunday and Thursday. It's Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, number one, in the link in the description below. You'll see a link to it where it says, check out TJ and the Grumpy Old Man uh, podcast. But also, you can find it as a featured channel on our YouTube page. So if you go to our YouTube page, you'll see right down here, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. You can click on it, subscribe, and you can go ahead and check out the videos every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But yes, that go ahead, Grumpy. I'll let you. I'll let you talk about this. About what? 
about the comments talking about these movies. If so, a less ordinary life in Boondock Saints would get my vote for the worst movies of all time. Oh, I actually thought the Boondock Saints was kind of good. A life less ordinary. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Boondocks. Boondock Saints. That's a lot of people like that. Uh, me, I don't know. It's not. It's not worst movie Is of it? all time. It's certainly not the worst movie of all time. I've seen some bad movies. That's not one of them. And I haven't seen a life less ordinary. So I can't comment on that. Uh, Frank says, uh, Frank C says, I think as fans, we tend to overrate other teams' players. Like that beautiful woman and not trying, uh, uh, not try living with her or not tired of living with her, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I always look at, we look at, <laughs> I, yeah. So. I could see that. I could see that. Um, Nick D says, TJ, Grumpy, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, Nick. Great. Hopefully you're doing well, too. Um, Jay says, in Nell with Jodie Foster. Again, I don't think it's the worst movie ever. I'm, I, You know, I have to think a long time before I think about the worst movie I've ever seen. Some are so bad that they're good. So, <laughs> but I mean, just laugh like, at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them, like I said, they're, you know, we have to talk one time on the TJ and Grumpy Old Man show about guilty pleasure movies. And I have a bunch of them. I really do. I like Kung Fu Panda. That's my favorite movie. Ugh. <laughs> Greatest movie of all time, Kung Fu Panda. Greatest movie, Kung Fu Panda, Grump. Sad. Anyway. Sad commentary. Nick D says status quo, Lou, is statue quo. Oh. Hoo-hoo. Um... Who would you trade for Connor Garland? Connor Garland's not coming here, Nick. But Grumpy, who would you trade for I, Connor Garland? It would almost have to be straight up Bavillier for him, wouldn't it? Shit. I mean, that come on. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't They're it? not gonna take that deal. Are you kidding me? I'm just saying. As, as who you who would Vancouver want off this roster? That's the biggest issue. We don't have any assets that anyone wants. They're not gonna trade him. I, I, it's a hypothetical. In this hypothetical, let's say Connor Garland they needs to be traded because he said that he hates everybody on his team and he's become a locker room cancer and he needs to get gone. It's going to have to be Bavillier plus. It's going to have to give up draft picks. You're going to have to give up. You're going to have to give up something additionally. Connor Garland is a better player than Anthony Bavillier. Simple. Okay. Um. Frank C. said, we tend to, uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he, he, he corrected. He said, you see all the flaws. Yeah. Um, and uh, ooh, I'd say The Amazing Bulk in 2012 is the worst film of all time. The film is so undeniably bad or undeniably bad um, that it doesn't even qualify as a movie. The Amazing Bulk. Hmm. Is that with, is that, who is that with? I, I've never even heard of it. The amazing bulk is with that. He's that. Who the hell was that? The offensive lineman who took a year off, who played for Michigan State. Tony. Who the hell was his name? Tony Manor. I don't think that that's that. Not that amazing bulk. Okay. No. Um, Brian B says Johnny Hockey should be an Islander now. Yeah, he should be. Would be nice. Would be nice. Uh, Thomas B said, "Gents, they had no cap space. They had restricted free agents to sign. Lou wasn't able to move anymore." Did you hear the serious XM overview on the Islanders? Their numbers were mediocre. That's a bad place to be. The announcers gave the number 86. There were 86 players who scored 60 points 
or more last year, and not one was an Islander. Holy shit. Yeah. They had cap space. Absolutely. You can go 10% over the cap. Yes. So in actuality, they could have had almost 20, they could have had $20 million in cap space to work with. They just, they're not creative enough in moving guys off the roster, or he doesn't feel like he wants to move anybody off the roster. That's the failure. That's the failure. We didn't have a single player that had over 60 points last year. Two guys at 59. Two guys at 59. I had to look it up. I had to to remember. I'm like, how close were they? Yeah, that's right. Two guys at 59. Nelson and Barzal, 59 each. You figure that forward group and and providing a little bit more scoring would be a bigger, bigger, bigger emphasis placed on it this offseason, but I guess not. Not at all. Doug R said, the fact that you can go find an opening night ticket still for sale should tell you everything you need to know about this team. And I'm not talking resale tickets. Uh, These are directly from the Islanders. Yikes. 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 Jay says here, Grump is pretty much right on about everything. The one time I disagree with him was Kyle Palmieri. And it's looking like Grumpster Domus was right about number 21. Hope he can turn it around this season. We all do. I just wouldn't get my hopes up. Yeah, like I hope, you know, if we're in a hypothetical situation, we're first in division. I'm hoping we're trading picks, maybe a first-round pick for additional assets. I think Grumpy, instead of having, you know, the the first place in the division and and giving up a pick to make a playoff push, I think Grumpy would rather us be out of it by Thanksgiving, would blow the whole team up, Grump. I'm I'm not short-sighted like a lot of people are. Stop. It's too I'm I'm a big-picture guy. Brian B. said, that's on Lou. It for certain is. Brad Crawford says, who do you think gets the sixth defenseman spot? Salo, Aho, or Shlovsky? Isn't that an underwhelming group for the number three uh, defense pairing? Think about it. I, like I said, I just don't think Shlovsky's that good. Yeah. Um, I like Salo. Aho, to me, is a number seven. Yeah, Aho's not. not uh, Aho has, if I'm putting likelihood, Aho is the lowest chance. But maybe he works better with Mayfield. Mayfield's always played better when he's had a guy who's a puck mover. Excuse me. That is Aho. It could potentially be Sallow. I don't know if he's ready to play 82 games in the NHL yet. I would have liked a Calvin DeHaan type to come in there and, you know, ease the transition. Lou liked Chalowski better. Okay. Let's see how it pans out. Maybe it does. We have a lot big bigger issues than who our number six defenseman is. But it's a, it's a it's a topic conversation. I think that's definitely a spot that's up for grabs. That's why he's asking the question, Grumpy. Um, I think. Who do you think wins a spot out of camp? I don't know. I pretty much uh, rolled the dice on just about everybody, including guys not on the team. So if I was going to say who's going to start day one, I'm saying it's going to be Sebastian Ajo. Wow. Well, he did only have, uh, he was arrested for drink driving. It was only 0.02% blood alcohol content. And, you know, it's just, uh, don't worry about it. We'll be super specific. The law in Sweden is 0.01. So he was over it, but it was so low, Grumpy. It was less than a beer. And I thought he had, it was like the next day. What? He woke up in the morning and was driving and got popped, I thought. Are you serious? That's, I thought that's what I read somewhere. Holy shit, man. I could be wrong. 
I could be wrong. How how miserable of a driver was he that he was still getting popped? I mean, like you go to bed, he wakes up. Let's say he even got there for morning skate. Let's say he got there at like eight, seven or eight. He was there for a little bit of a morning skate or even six. Dude, we don't know if he was skating to practice. Then he woke up late. How the hell are you still blown? Maybe, maybe he wasn't. Maybe it's like I don't know. Who knows? We don't. There's not a whole lot of details like Lou Lamarillo's off season. Not a whole lot of details. We got a lot of details regarding what the BAC. We have more details about the Swedish drug alcohol, uh, the alcohol level that you get popped for than anything that happened to the Islanders all off season. I found that extremely funny. We talked about that last show. How freaking ridiculous is that? We know more about what BAC Sebastian Ajo had when he was arrested for drink driving. We know the laws in Sweden, but we don't even know the simplistic answers of, hey, you know, what's the inner working? Have we talked with Matt Barzell about a contract extension? We don't even know that. But we well, know. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That uh, blood alcohol level would look, you know, hey, it really wasn't that high. Look what their thing is over here. We checked it out. To answer your question, I think Shalovsky probably wins the spot out. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. I just had that feeling. I'm rooting for Salo, but I feel like Shalovsky. What does it say about Salo? Shalovsky was, was a guy who was in the A for quite some time last year. He didn't even stick it out in a full-time spot. And remember, he was with Detroit, gone from Detroit. I can't remember who he's with last year and who's gone Seattle. from them too. Seattle. 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 Maybe he was on the ice that game that they shut out the New York Islanders for the first career shutout. Maybe that's what sold Lou Lamarillo on him. Maybe. But if I'm thinking one, I think it's probably going to be Shalowski. I hope it's Salo. Uh, Mario says here um, he could have moved Varlamov and Bailey at the deadline. Just saying. Yeah, he had the ability to move players at the deadline, even even free agency too during that free agency period. You easily could have moved Varlamov. You had yeah. options. There are a lot of guys they could move off this team. Scott Mayfield is an easy move. He, he is can a, move him, a lot of cap, though. He could move him tomorrow. That's, That's when okay. You get but you get assets but, back. Remember, remember, this is all this is all regarding the comment saying we didn't have cap space. So this is all regarding that still. So, D-Cut says, fire TJ, hire D-Cut. Um, Frank says, Brad, hopefully Robin Salad wins a spot out of camp. Doug R said, the game with the fewest actual tickets or uh, actual tickets still for sale is the one against the Rangers. That tells you already how many visiting fans will be in the building. Sad. And they're the most expensive tickets, I believe, on the resale market. Because a lot of, a lot of Ranger fans will go to a that game. A lot of Ranger fans, yep. Uh, Matthew S. says, nobody wants Bailey unless we trade high draft picks, apparently. I disagree. Don't tell me you couldn't dump Bailey for a fifth-round pick. Varley, yes, nobody wanted Bailey. I do agree. Nobody wants Bailey. Varlamoff, you could have traded and gotten prospects back. You know who else didn't want Bailey? Who? His mother. Uh, Pony McCurdy says, hi, 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 boys. What's up, Pony boy? Um, Frank C. says, Dobson had to play with a handicap last year. Big Z. That's another thing, too. He had probably the shittiest defensive partner with him too i mean big z if you're putting his his big z was one of the the he was in the worst 10 what did they say that he was in the 90th percentile or what's what's when you're really shitty you're really really low is it like the 90th percentile or something like that because like the 10th percentile is really high he was like 90th he was he was he was not good he was like the bottom 10 percent of the nhl regarding defensemen last year yeah and he had that noah dobson was playing with him doug r said Holy crap, 
Arthur Staple just tweeted out about Lou. He signed all three Hanson brothers to help us with the scoring. That'd be fun if he did something like that. I just don't think he's creative enough to come up with something that funny. Uh, Frank K says, uh, I said it four years ago. Dobson plays like a 15-year veteran. Very smooth. And I totally agree about Dobson getting more physical. He had a traffic cone for a partner. He had no choice. True. Yep, yep absolutely. State of Survival said the Canucks paid way too much for Quinn. Compare that to Dobson's contract. I got to give Lou, I got to give it to Lou. He knows how to negotiate. No state of survival. Absolutely not. What were Quinn Hughes's? What's his contract? I'm not even sure off the top of my head. I don't know what it is. I mean, you can look it up on capfriendly.com. They always have that stuff. Holy shit. I, I was hoping you would know, hey, it's unbelievably large. It's not. He makes Quinn Hughes cap. It's about $7.8 per year. That's okay. If he's as great as uh, Corey Pryman thinks he is, that's a good number for him, right? He's think about it. He's 22 years old. This contract started when he was 21. So they bought out. They bought out only one year, one or two years of unrestricted free agency. And they're paying him about 7.8. They're paying him seven, a little, little more than 7.8 million a year. Okay. So how many more years does he have left on his deal? He's going to be 20. Another, another five years. Okay, I don't think he brought out any. I don't know. They did remember it's it's either the seven years in the NHL or until you reach that year when you're 26. So he's played the seven years in the NHL. It'll be like two years of unrestricted free agency. They will have bought out. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's a three year entry level deal, and then what was it? A five year extension? No, six year extension. Okay. Anyway, so I mean, like Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes puts up numbers. That's why he's valued. So he'll get paid again next time around, without a doubt. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's a talented guy. He puts up points on the board. He's skilled. He skates well. He is small though, so you always worry about that. Brian J says Islanders make the playoffs. Sorokin MVP. I can dream it. I can dream. Can I? New picture for Brian. Looks nice. But he can dream, Grumpy. Right? It is a nice picture there. Yeah. Yeah. We can all dream. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be first in division. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alexander says, Max Scherzer just left after 5.1 innings pitch, 67 pitches. Not good. Oh. He got saying 10 to 7 Irish. Matthew S. said, Yankees lost again. Um, LOL. Lead down to four games. And that was even after that loser manager, Aaron Boone, came out and ripped the team, which I think is the first time he's done it since he's been there. And they came out and once again just underperformed. He needs to go. They need somebody up. They need a tougher voice in the room, not that Melvin Milk Toast. Grumpy, can I have you do that magic thing where you put it on your collar last time for the oh for the God, what a pain yeah. ass you are. Grumpy! Fucking Mike. <laughs> Is it better if I do that? <laughs> How's That's that better great. now? That's dude. The quality sounds much better now, too, Grumpy. That's fantastic. I can see it's. Well, can Grumpy. you move your microphone about ten feet away from you? That's <laughs> the quality of the podcast. You're not going to be able to hear me then, Grumpy. If I move it ten feet away, there you go. Figure it out. Oh no, no, no! Now, Jake K said, "I hope William DeFore is not French for Michael Del Cole." Very good. Very good. <laughs> I love it, Jake. Oh man, Yankees lost again. This is getting ugly. Hmm. 
George P. said, put Bailey on a concession line and have him bring food to the fans. <laughs> Wait, Bailey would fuck that up as well. Every uh, order be wrong. Oh, CJ says, what's up, mother effers? Uh, he said, I just got in here. Did you address JT Miller resigning with Vancouver? Does Lou does a great job again? Yeah, we did. Oh, CJ sent me, and I'll have to show this to you, Grump, but he sent me, it's a it's a new show that's coming out. I don't know what channel it's on, but it's a new show that's coming out. It's like, um, you know that that little, uh, the the hockey where they're like in juniors or something like that? You said it with the raunchy humor or something that you were telling me about? Like, yes, uh, yes. It's something like that, but on the KHL, and it's kind of funny too. So it's it's something I'll send you. I'll Definitely. shoot you. So you'll have you'll have. I know you like watching those. I think one. I don't forget. Maybe it's. In, I know it's on Hulu. The one I'm talking about. I don't know if it's called Jonesy or whatever. I don't know what it was, but I enjoyed it. I watched the first episode and a half. I'm like, oh, this looks like it's fun. You said it was called Jonesy or something. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, this is called Junior League. I believe it looks okay. kind of good. Um, I watched his thing. The warden didn't like it. So, you know, uh, CJ says Marvel, she Hulk and she Hulk twerking with Meg, the stallion, Meg, the male horse. That that show's unwatchable. Oh, it's a show or is it a movie? It's a show. What's the difference? I told you before when they started coming out with superheroes like Ant-Man scrap the entire thing. I don't need any superhero movies again. Bomb the entire production of all those. Just put them down to put it, put the films in the trash can, burn them on fire. I'm sick and tired of all these, all these dang, all these God almighty, all these superhero movies. Like I like Paul Rudd. I thought it was a funny movie, but just thinking of the concept of a little tiny guy who makes himself small and has super, I'm done. He I doesn't don't. make himself small. The he suit makes, himself, makes him small. He makes him oh Jesus Christ, the suit he does, it's the same shit. It's he can a, make himself really big too. Who cares? Just turn the he, dial the other way. We just switch it to Wumbo, Grumpy, right? Just like you. No, no, Grumpy. I said you just switch it to Wumbo, right? Wumbo? Wumbo. I don't know what the hell that is. I was doing, I was making a SpongeBob reference that I knew you wouldn't understand, but the younger audience. Oh, congratulations. I was doing it again because we said you didn't understand SpongeBob. So I was just screwing with you. Um, But yeah. So I I don't know. I'm sick and tired of all these superhero movies, all these ridiculous, ridiculous like uh, superheroes. No, just a few good ones, and I don't need any other ones. Just too many, too many superheroes, too many movies. No, absolutely not. That'd be crazy if they came out with. I don't even watch movies, but I would not sit through those. Um, Rob says that's what happens when you have Franklin and Turtle as your general manager. Oh, shit. Franklin needs to take over all reading immediately, says D-Cut. Drew L. Grumpy's got a comment for you. I don't know. I see Ratu being more of a second line center. I see Ratu being more of a second line center, more than a third line center. Here's my thing about this year. If Lou remains as our general manager, no more trading first-round draft picks. 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Decott says, do you have any confidence in that bum Thompson will help his development? That's a good question, too. Um, (laughs) Fred Thompson. Um, Mario says, about half of these scatting reports I've read out on Ratu actually actually agree with his assessment, seeing him as a third liner in the NHL. Remember that Ratu was projected to be a top five pick and then dropped to the second due to attitude issues. I thought he dropped to the second due to lack of performance and lack of growth as a player. Um, No, I thought a lot of it was attitude issues, to be honest with you. 
What? Really? Yeah, that's that's what they said. That's what I heard. Yes. I what I saw from him, and again, we've seen him. Grumpy's seen him in person. I've seen him play a few games. He looks like he can play. He's the most talented player in that AHL group. And man, maybe it's because I see him as the most talented guy on the group. And I'm like, he can't possibly only be a third a third line center because if he is, how shitty is everybody else? Everybody else in the organization. Not so everybody, not every draft pick, it turns out to be anything, you know. That's true. Rob says Lou, lazy or unable. Either way, he should be put out to a pasture. Um, oh, D cut saying TJ having a millennial hissy fit. JG says millennial meltdown. Uh, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute, JG. That's cute there, D cut. Uh, I love I love when TJ gets exasperated if I make a noise he doesn't like. Or a movement he doesn't like, and you can see it on his face. He can't hide anything. Grumpy. When I see you do things, I see like I feel like sometimes when I hear you speak, I'm like, holy shit, it's Lou Holtz. <laughs> you, go, you start getting dry throated. Obviously, that's being hyperbolic, but you start to get dry throated. You start speaking real quick, and I'm like, holy shit, man, slow down, Lou. I like when TJ tries to read comments, tries being the operative word. Exactly. Exactly. I can't read comments, Scrumpy. So, hey, if, if I knew you were able to read them all quick without getting out of breath and working you too hard, I'd do it. SP said, lots of fans are optimistic this season, a.k.a. playoffs. I just don't get it at all. I'd be shocked if we come close. I think we'd be close, closer than last year. I think we'll be closer than last year, and I, I really do feel like we're close. We've got a lot of mediocre teams in that division. We really do, and we're like less than mediocre. We're around mediocre. They all had over a hundred points. They all had over a hundred points. I understand. I don't know how you say that's mediocre. I say Washington with again. Washington's an old team similar to ours, but now they're not going to have Tom Wilson for the first like three or four months of the season. And I think Nicholas Baxter probably that that hip surgery might be a career-ending injury. So you're losing a guy who's a top pair, a top center for you, and you're losing Tom Wilson, who provides offense and grit, and you're missing him for the first three to four months. That's gonna be really tough well, to continue that pace. And they, okay, the goalies can't get worse, is what we say. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> goaltending is a big issue for them. And but, do they have that issue solved with two, with a new goalie? Who knows. But that's all offset by the fact that we have Josh Bailey, Anders Lee in the fourth line in our lineup. Ah, there it is. That there makes it, it even worse. The Wicked 50 Cal said, what's going on, guys? Doing well, Wicked 50 Cal. Hopefully you are too. Um, SP said, I see us right now as Minnesota before they got Krill Kaprizov. Uh, too good to be bad and too bad to be good. Just downright mediocre. The worst place to be. <laughs> Caught on the hamster wheel. Grumpy, hold on. Got to do that a little bit more. I didn't know what was going on. Caught on the hamster wheel. That's why you might as well just suck. Embrace the suck. Blow it up. Start over. Defense is set. Goaltending set. Forward group. Couple of guys. Blow the rest out of the water. Run that wheel. Grumpy, you do that so well. Did you used to own a hamster or something? No, but I've seen one on television. Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, and uh, absolutely. Drew L said, I'm excited. Check it out. Absolutely, absolutely, Drew, will do. Uh, SP says, 
our offense is horrendous. We can't win if we keep expecting to survive by scoring two goals per game. True. Yep. Yep. Too tough. Too tough. In order to make the playoff, SP says, in order to make the playoffs, we need to knock somebody out. It ain't going to happen. We have to contend with all the Metro and Atlantic teams who actually address needs and got better. Well, they certainly address needs. We won't find out if they got better until the season starts. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, Pony Boy Curtis says TJ is so controlling. Very true. Pony Boy. It's like a freaking ogre. Elder abuse, elder abuse, elder abuse. Oh, stop. Once again, very, very true. Oh, my God. Grumpy crying wolf over here. Wolf. Wolf. Not woof. It's not a freaking wolf. Wolf. Wolf is the noise a dog makes. Wolf is an animal. You're not wolf. You're crying wolf. You're crying wolf. You're crying wolf. SP says the only team I see doing worse than us in the Metro is Philly. Yeah. Yikes. You know, I know a lot of people don't think Columbus is going to be any good or the Devils. Well, that the Devils is me. Um, but can you imagine if they improve? That's mm-hmm. a concern. They're both teams have younger rosters. And if they make a jump and we're falling behind, then what's the old man going to say? We feel confident. Oh, we thought that eight teams from each division make the playoffs. That's why we got a little bit confused. Oh, man. Alexander said, I picked 10th overall and took Nick Chubb. Okay. Mm. Brett W. says, leave Grumpy alone, TJ. He was watching the Hurricanes beat down some all-girls school. Sweet uh, St. Mary's Sisters of the Poor. What did they play? Bethu Cookman? What did they play? I can't remember. Who I don't know. Played. Do you remember what I said? Who was going to win the games? On Thursday night's show. What do, who, what do you mean, who? Georgia. I thought Georgia was going to kill. Oh, yeah. We agreed. Kill. Kill Oregon. Kill uh, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. And I thought that that mediocre Cincinnati team would lose to uh, Arkansas, which they yeah. did today. I did, too. Well, let me ask you a question, TJ. I know this is not a hockey-related question. They had 11 guys lose. Uh, Cincinnati had 11 guys lose their helmets during the game. Why I, don't the I punch- watched that game. Why don't why don't they snap their helmets up? That's the only way you lose your helmets if you don't snap it up. They all have it to where like they and it's all like you know they pull it now. It's not like it used to be like you press it against the side. Now it's like pretty much everything is nailed in. You just slide your helmet on and you tighten the strap. So maybe they're just not tightening the straps tight enough. Who the, I, I I couldn't tell you. They did have a lot of people lose helmets. That Cincinnati game, the kicker missed like two kicks, two or three kicks, two or three two, field goals, three field goals three field goals and like holy shit you suck i like how he missed two chippy field goals early two chippies well no i thought it was i thought it was one chippy early and he missed another two chippies early misses first two kicks and then they send him out for like 40 something nine 49 yarder and he hits it off the cross or hits it off no it was 50 53 yards and they thought oh you know this is in his range i'm like dude have you watched him miss two 25 yarders today (laughs) <laughs> he's not hit. I said, he's no way he's hitting that. And he missed it. I don't know. 20 yards to the damn right. He tried no, to push no, no. it. He hit it off the post. Not the last one. Okay. So the first one he missed was not a chippy. Then the first, the, the second one he missed was not a chippy. It was like a 40 something yard kick. Hit the That's post on the second one. The second one he yes. hit the post. It was first like a 40 yard kick. 20, 23 yard, 24 yard. Missed it. Correct. A chippy and, and a normal one, kick and a long one. And the long one. I'm like, there's no way he's hitting that. No way. And you looked at him. 
with his skinny little arms and skinny little legs. You just, you know what? He looked like he was She-Hulk. So he went out there and he took that, that just, what a miserable kick. That kid might as well, I, I'm afraid he's going to get beat up when he gets back. I think he's wearing glasses too. Oh no no no, dude! I can't wait. The 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 Chapel Hill, uh, uh, um, the Chapel Hill uh, Appalachian game was, State game was great, crazy. dude. I, when uh, I'm gonna start talking about football, I'm sorry. We'll talk about but that real tomorrow. Quick, real quick, the fact that they ran as soon as it did. I was I was I come in. I just got done working, and I was watching that game on the ride home. And I'm like, they had recovered the onside kick. I'm like, go down, go down. He runs in for a touchdown. I'm like, go down. He runs in for a touchdown. He, he leaves Appalachian State like 28, 30 seconds left. And I'm like, that's going to be enough time for them to score. They have a huge return back. They score a touchdown and fail the second two-point conversion in a row. And I'm like, you could have very easily lost that game because with the ball, recovering on the onside kick, you didn't just kneel down and go ahead and just do three QB kneels and end the game out because you wanted to score the touchdown. I'm just going to say one thing about University of North Carolina football. They suck. They gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter. To Appalachian State. Apple, don't be shitting on Appalachian State now, Grump. I'm not, but they should not be on the level of no, the University of North Carolina. You're about to say Notre Dame. SP said, counting the seconds until Lou is gone. Hey, it's ticket gets shorter and shorter. Um, Drew L said, Grumpy, not holding back on the F-bombs. Yeah, Grumpy. Actually, those were TJ F-bombs. I never use, I, you notice I very rarely use that word. It was TJ in his nasty little private chat. F, F and TV up, dude. Rob said, dude, respect your dad. Thank you, Rob. Um, SP said that rant over. Uh, how? Oh, what's going on, guys? Haven't been on uh, on one of these in a while. I'm doing well, SP. Hopefully, hopefully everything's going well. Glad hopefully you're back. Time for you. Glad I you're back. Love the logo. Love the logo. Horny Bear Curtis said, I'm going to get, I'm going to order Grumpy a life alert. For whenever TJ starts to verbally abuse him on the podcast, life alert, life alert. <laughs> I got a man, I got a man, a boy, man slash boy, uh, verbally abusing me here. I want to oh, arrest God. it. Uh, Pony McCurdy says, TJ, you ruined the podcast when you cry about Grumpy watching TV for 45 minutes in your bizarre bathroom breaks. Uh, then whatever it does or whatever it does, Grumpy. Um, whatever it whatever does, it is, whatever grumpy it is, Grumpy does. does. Yeah. Um, Rob says, spot on, Pony Boy. And uh, he also says, boys, Ariel was a great guest. I'm not on Long Island anymore. It was a blast to hear a traditional old Long Island yeah. accent. That girl's got it. Absolutely. That was the one thing. Yep. She's got that. She's got that accent, that East Meadow accent. You could tell she's been there a long time. Jill said, yeah, Grumpy, turn your effing TV off, you bastard. <laughs> um and gotcha and tj uh by the way TJ, the video you're gonna see unless uh you've watched it any of my videos it's my channel i'm gonna oh gonna have a face reveal for you guys Ooh, get to see what drew looks like here too um pony Curtis says tj um when you when are you gonna do the poll that actually matters who would have uh who would we rather have read the contest? <laughs> oh wow hold on let's uh, let me do that poll i like how d cut says i should read the comments immediately. I read one comment flawlessly, and then TJ just starts reading them again. Okay, Grumpy. We'd already be through the comments if I was reading. I was laughing. SP's got a comment for you, Grump. Everyone comes forgetting that we barely won any games, even when fully healthy against playoff teams. Is Romanoff going to make us win those games? Highly doubt it. 
And that's what I mentioned, you know, on Wednesday's show. We were nine and twenty-seven and whatever against teams who are in the playoffs. It just means you can't beat good teams. And if you can't beat good teams, you're not gonna make the playoffs. 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 Must playoffs. Must. Oh, yeah. See how smooth. All you got to do is hit the next button, and it's still too too much for you. Well, I'm trying to go ahead and get a pull up, Grumpy. Give me a break, huh? Here you go. He's in the comment for you. Brett W. says, if they have to unload their forward group outside of Nelson, Barzell, and maybe Wallstrom, they ain't getting much. True. Next comment. Rob, Rob, says, no playoffs this year. Book it. SP says, agreed, Rob. Scott Levy says, I agree, Grump. Blow it up, which would mean getting rid of the geezers. Exactly. That's what we should do. We've Next. got we've got a pull up now, Grumpy. There's a pull up. Um, and uh John, John Smith, Grumpy's got a comment for I me. don't trust Lou to make a good trade. It'll be another Palmieri or JGP. No thanks. Keep the pick. Fair enough. Point of Tony Boy Curtis says, <laughs> who wants to set up a GoFundMe page? The grumpy's grumpy's life alert. alert. Look at that guy. That guy looks pretty good. I don't know what it's. Look at how bold you look. That's the one thing. I you got your whole hand. You got big hands all over your face, and all I see is skull. Uh, I'm big everywhere, Grumpy. What can I say? I'm a big guy. Oh, whatever. What about Curtis? Got another one for you, Grump. Bro, TJ, I can't believe how the f you ate effing moldy hot dogs, you despicable scumbum. Uh, did he say scumbum? No, I added the scum part. He did say you're a bum. Oh, uh, he did say bum. That's you're a right. bum. There it is. Hey, man, it tasted not too bad. I, I didn't even notice it. That was the, that was the bad thing. Alexander. Alexander says, TJ, leave Grump alone, sir. Respect your elders. Oh, my God. I think he's doing a shake in his head emoji. I think that is. Tony Boy Curtis, repping the bald podcaster, says, talking about that with a young girl on a podcast, what the hell is the matter with you? Oh, talking about moldy hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Alexander Grumpy. Alexander says, no, don't blow it up. I'm 37 years old. I want the Islands to win a cup before I die. It doesn't matter, Alexander. All the guys, you could be, let's say you're 60. That means everybody who's on the team is going to be gone regardless by then. Everybody. Pony Boy once again says, dude, anything with green or blue or white spots on it is moldy. You crustaceous cellar-dwelling critter. You can't eat that shit, TJ. I almost threw up listening. TJ, you should have become a roofer. I guess roofers have the ability to have a lead stomach. They just eat anything and everything, I guess. <laughs> um, got a comment here, Grumpy. I'll let you keep reading. Grump, did you ever take TJ and your kids to Cedar Street Park off of Uniondale Avenue? No. Um I, when I had children, we never lived in New York. I've been out of New York a long time. Long, long time. Matta says, Barzal has proven his worth to be captain. True words have never been spoken. Brennan M. says, wonder if Islanders fans that play video games get the new one each year or they keep playing the same one from 2019. That's a good question. I don't play the videos, so I don't know. I'll give you an answer, Grumpy. I don't pay for it, 
I just get the free one when it becomes eligible. I'll wait like the season will be close to over or playoffs will be over and they'll download the new one or the old one, I guess it is, from last season. They'll give it to me for free. My God. Drew L slash C says, D-Cut is from the number one Islanders Facebook group, Islanders Optimism Razor G. Woo! Optimism Razor G. Alexander says one here, Grumpy. He says, I get the new one every year. Mattis says, don't be so sure Pasternak is staying in Boston. I'm not saying he's staying in Boston. I'm just saying he's not coming to the island. Mattis also says McKinnon most likely will stay. Colorado will back up the truck for him as they should. Yes. SP says, Grump Kane really likes Barzal's game. So I think that is the only draw. But who the hell do we have that the Hawks want? Not giving up a first-round pick. If you're not giving up first-round picks, you're not giving anybody. Because we don't have anybody they want. Maybe Dobson, Sorokin, Barzal. Hey, you're I mean, you're going to ask for a lot. They're going to ask for a lot for him. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to give up a plethora. Picks, young players. He's a very talented player still this stage. From Chris Smith. Kane would need to be a winger. They need wingers, the Islanders. What are your opinions of Pajot in the upcoming season? You think he's capable of playing like his old self and not like last year? I think he'll play a little bit better than he played last season. I, I do think that you, you <laughs> don't expect that the Jean Gabriel Pajot that we saw in the shortened season and even the you know the the COVID shortened season and then in the 2019-2020 season. I think he'll still have hopefully more jump than he had last year. I just I just I, I've said it before. I really worry that he's a guy, smaller frame guy, who plays hard minutes and plays, and plays that rough style where you know he is just an absolute pest on you know, <laughs> to in the other team's side. I think it's tough for him to continue to play every single role and wear all those hats and and play at the same level for that for that long of a time period as age. Okay, next. Do you comment. have a comment? Do you have a comment on that? No, question? I'm gonna let you comment on some. If I'm reading, I'll let you comment. Okay. Grump, are you hate watching She-Hulk? I'm not even going to bother. I can't do it myself. Okay, I have not watched it. I saw a brief clip where she was saying, woe is me, I'm a woman. Uh, and that is enough to make me say I'll never watch that series. Pony Boy Curtis says, Grump, how do you not... How did you not bug the F out when TJ didn't know who Melissa Melissa Milano was? Because he doesn't know anything about anything. I don't even know how he doesn't know who Alyssa Milano is. I don't know anything about anything. Nothing. He knows nothing. Whatever heard it said, uh, TJ, I've never done fantasy football. I don't know how it works, TJ. Explain it to me, please. He can't. So you TJ's the first in auto draft. You pick players, and certain items and certain performances on the field give you points. So rushing yards give you points. Touchdowns give you points. You ideally want to have the most points by the end of the week, and that gives you a win. So that's just on a basic level. What is fantasy football? D-cut, Grump. TJ, check out the poster of Alyssa Milano, Devil's Jersey. It's not X-rated. It's triple X-rated. Put it up. Let's see. Oh, it's tr- grumpy. We're not going to show if that's triple X. We're not it's sure. not triple. She's just wearing a, a, a devil's jersey. You can pull it up and see what it looks like. You make the determination. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, oh, let's see. Is she, who is she? For, was she also in um, Charm? I think she was in the show Charmed. Oh, 
That's TJ taking a picture. I just grabbed the screenshot so I can go ahead and pop it up on screen. Yeah, that's nothing. As a matter of fact, she looks better than that now. Okay. Still, she still looks very young there. Next comment. Ponyboy Curtis says there is a there is the Blue Tarski chance of getting Patrick Kane. Mr. Blue Tarski. Zero, zero point, point zero. zero. You're out. All of you. Ponyboy Curtis says, I don't want Patrick Kane anyway. That guy has been has been the Ben Roethlisberger of hockey. Well, no, no, no. He didn't actually sexually assault Ben Roth. What he he get accused of rape or sex? I can't even remember. It was so long ago. I don't he think was, it's much of a stretch to say that he's the Roethlisberger of hockey. Why is that? He had something happen up in Buffalo one off season. So he had okay. So he had also sexual assault or sexual harassment. I didn't know that. And this was before. Before all the, the all the all the sexual harassment stuff that's going on now, this was before then, so it was probably pretty serious. Holy shit, Max B. Grumpy. Happy holiday weekend, fellas. Barzy may be another victim of the Tavares syndrome. It was obvious once the playoff hopes evaporated by Thanksgiving, Tavares had no interest in re-signing with us. Yep, Chris Smith, Grumpy. What is that email for fantasy football? It's Islanders with an S. Yep. Islanders United. United. Just so like just that. An S. At Gmail. At no, gmail.com. Islanders fans United. Yep. That's, if you just would have let me finish instead of talking over me. It's Islanders. Put an S after the R before the F. Fans United. At gmail.com. Hopefully that's large enough to see. Islanders. Fans United. Ariel C. Grumpy Ariel C. Welcome back. She says, Barzal is staying long term. I wish I could do the accent, but I can't. I, I probably could, but it wouldn't sound as good as Ariel's. And you'll put her to shame. Yeah, I just can't do that. Grumpy. Another comment by Ariel saying, Have you seen the media cartel saying Lou has a relationship with Kane and he might come here? Holy <laughs> shit. That's the next thing to do. No. <laughs> We were just bullshitting as a let's what they would keep, say. I was <laughs> let's keep the fan base interested. We don't do this is right out of the Garth Snow free agent signing playbook. You find something that works, you just continue going with it. Keep the fans interested by saying, We're gonna get these marquee names. We have an opportunity to get these marquee names, and you never get anybody. Never come close. Not but that close. is that is the cartel media at its freaking finest grump. Look at that. Well, he's got a relationship with him. So remember, he had a relationship with Nazem Kadri too. We were we were penciled in to sign him. Very true. Holy shit. Uh, Pony Per Curtis, Grumpy. TJ, what kind of doctor is the lovely Paige? She's a pediatrician. She should uh, be a psychiatrist dealing with TJ. Uh-huh. Drew L. Grumpy. I guess that means your wife isn't going to be able to take you out on movie dates, TJ. Because you fall, fall asleep. asleep in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, go ahead, Grumpy. Max Power says that's why it's totally unacceptable to not move them at the deadline for assets. Mm. Um, SP says, I don't typically watch movies, uh, that would make me bored. Only movies that, um, that ever almost put me to sleep were Ju Justice League and the Eternals. That the Zack Snyder cut 
of Justice League, which is four hours plus, was better than Justice League. The Eternals has no redeeming value whatsoever. It was so bad. I, I heard it wasn't good. I said, well, you know what? Let me give it a shot anyway. I couldn't even make a half hour. It was so bad. It was my maybe the worst movie I saw this year, last year, anytime recently. It was terrible. If I had paid money for it, I would have walked out and said, give me my money back. We have, Grumpy, I want to give you an update on the original poll. It's who would you rather read the comment? TJ versus the Grumpy Old Man. Right now, the Grumpy Old Man, 63%. TJ, 37%. Oh, wow. So you got actually much more votes than we thought you Well, here's the thing. I, I think people like <laughs> to 19, 19 people have voted. So if you haven't voted yet, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote there. Um and we'll see. Actually, Maybe there's, actually, there's a whole bunch of votes that can come in at the end of the night that can go ahead and sway the vote. We need a whole bunch of we need a whole bunch of TJ votes that are going to be jammed in the boxes. Gave us some TJ votes. Here's the thing. I think people like the sound of TJ's voice. It's very calming. Um, you know, certainly that's not my voice, but he does have like a, that radio voice. He does. Just what he what comes out of his mouth doesn't make any sense. There you go, Grumpy. Vancouver is two million over the cap. And they still have to sign Horvat. That's why I think Garland. I don't think, I, here's the thing. There's so many things they can do to get under the cap. Two million is nothing to get under the cap. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Ponyboy Curtis says, I can imagine Grump cutting costs while going to the movies. Okay, boys. We're going to be leaving Grandma at home tonight because she can't stay awake. That's exactly what he said. Yes. No, that's not what I said. Bullshit. We knew about it when we were kids. The reason why I said, why is grandma not going? Because she can't stay awake. <laughs> well, that's she true. I did say that. that. You I did, did say because she can't stay awake at well, the movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing. You walk into a theater. She sits down. She's asleep before the trailers even start. <laughs> no, no, not happening. Chris Smith, grumpy. Unless he's willing to move to a winger position, he's really not a fit anyway. Talking about Patrick Kane, I assume. Mm-hmm. Put Curtis. TJ, stuff these hot dogs down your pants. Other sons, shove these sodas in your shirt. Don't let them search you. We used to do that. We always used to like we'd mom would carry in the warden would carry in. She'd bring in a purse and would carry in all like the snacks and stuff like that. Grumpy would get his popcorn and he'd get the drinks, and that was all we get. I remember when I told you when I used to work at the movie theater, I used to <laughs> When people would do that, there's different ways people put butter on popcorn. And there's some people are so particular. And I learned over time, some people like fill it up halfway and they go ahead and layer popcorn butter on it. And they, they come back again, they fill it up again. I've seen people who've done the straw method. Straw they method. stick a straw down. Mm -hmm. And again, I told you about that. They stick a straw down, they get the butter dispersed down there. And on the next level, Grumpy would always get the popcorn. And how did you used to do the, the popcorn before we taught you the straw method or before I let you know about the straw method? Put as much powder on possible and hope it soaks down to the bottom. <laughs> Oh, I mean, okay. you, how can you not? How can you go to a movie theater and not eat popcorn? I like popcorn. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's good, dude. Uh, I tell you, there have been times I remember once because, like, the, they get that heated popcorn, so it's like a it's on a heater underneath. I remember once I walked by, somebody had put the canola oil as the popcorn butter, so people were putting the the cooking oil 
no. for the for the popcorn all over their popcorn afterwards. Not yeah. nobody said a thing. I was just like, holy shit! I said we need to change that. <laughs> we yeah. need to change that out immediately. Uh, so anyway, Grumpy SP says, "What's our top line? We don't have one. Bo Barzi Wally would be ideal, but that's a very weak first line as usual." D cut says, TJ, I sent you the Alyssa Milano poster. Don't treat me like a manual and read the message. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my oh. God. Just Joe Mega says, WTF, spongy ass rat. <laughs> I don't know. That's what you're talking about, SpongeBob. Uh, oh, Drew okay. Gumpy. I guess Lou has to rub free agents on his skin so he can make, so he can sign his free agents forever. He rubs the lotion on his skin. That's another SpongeBob. SpongeBob reference. Grumpy. Oh, okay. Was, I was thinking about rubs the, the chocolate on his skin. If you rubs the chocolate on her skin, it's gonna allow her to live forever. Okay. If you rub the chocolate on your skin, you'll live forever. Grumpy. I remember in Silence Lodge, it rubs the lotion on its skin. Here you go, Rumpy. Only boy Curtis says, TJ, go hide in the bathroom. I'm gonna buy me and your brother a ticket. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go sit down and watch a few previews. Then your brother will come in and meet you in the bathroom and give you my ticket. Oh, sounds there. like Pony Bird Curtis knows all my tricks. Oh, Pony Bird Curtis also says three of us get him for the price of three. TJ's childhood. Oh, you meant to say three of us get him for the price of two. Okay. That was Grumpy. I remember Grumpy. I remember once we got you in trouble with the warden because we were movie hopping. <laughs> We movie hopped one day. One, one day, day. And we went one to the Pokemon. Day. I remember that was when the Pokemon movie was out. We went yeah. To so actually, that was such, su it was so much suffering for me. It was actually, I feel like it took years off my life. You know, I was sad that day because that original Pokemon movie, they came out with these special cards, the little holographic cards that we didn't get because we went to movie hop. So we didn't get the little card that you were supposed to get with the movie. Well, which movie did you go to first? I don't even remember. Probably got something for that one. Oh, BS. There you go. Alexander Grumpy. Speaking of movies, how about that commercial as Matt Barzal was in with Spit and Chicklets? I didn't see it. I saw it. It was. It's an old one. It's an oldie. They never actually aired it. Grumpy, giving you an update. 22 votes now. TJ, 41%. Grumpy old man, 59. TJ is moving up in the polls. Uh, we need more people to jam and spam TJ in the comments. That's what we need here. Go to YouTube, start slamming down TJ so the votes count. We'll nullify all these grumpy votes. Um, the Wicked 50 Cal's got a comment for you, Grump. Guys, the Star Wars holiday special is the worst movie of all time. I don't think it was a movie. It was a TV special. Um, and uh, the Pony Bacurta said... What's the worst movie bar none you've ever seen in your life? Um, I'll have to think about that. I'll have to think about that. I've seen a lot of bad movies. And I've seen movies, like, like I said earlier, that were bad, but they were so bad that I liked them. But Starship Troopers is one of those shitty movies. No, Starship Troopers is not a bad movie. Absolutely not. Okay. The Wicked 50 Cal, Grumpy. Movies that are bad, but because they are good. The Room and Samurai Cop. Um, I don't know about The Room. Um, I never seen Samurai Cop. I'm thinking movies like Roadhouse, The Car. Um, I mean, that's good stuff. Scavenger Hunt. I mean, those movies are not great, but I love them. 
guilty pleasure movies. We need to do a guilty pleasure movie episode. That's what we need to do. Matthew S. said, your lips to God's ears. Uh, Anthony R. Grumpy. I hear Bodie Wilde is being invited to training camp. Why? I hope they really give really give him a fair chance to get back into the good graces of the organization. Not happening. Absolutely not. Oh, They'll say they are, but they won't. They, he's going to get hosagged. Just release him. If you have no interest in him, release him. CJ's got a comment, Grumpy, for you to read. Ringing the hat, TJ? How the F? How did you F up that saying? It's hat in the ring. Grumpy, you need to teach a to not make an ass clown out of himself. Sorry, TJ. No offense. Actually, what you say is, sorry, TJ, no offense, but, and then say those things. Yeah, he always gets that stuff always backwards. It's hard. He's been taught the right way to do things. He's just freaking stupid. CJ, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. I don't know how to be able to sleep, CJ. Nah, I'm going to cry. Anthony Arkin. We already saw that. Oh, yeah, gotcha. That was a, was a repeat. Um, What's that character that CJ is again? Grumpy, what does that look like? It looks like your favorite Power Ranger, right? It looks Grumpy? Like it's not the Power Ranger, though. It's something else. I was just giving you a hard time. In uh, anime, Japanimation. <laughs> just just to let all the viewers know who listened last Saturday, I called up I called up the Grumpy Old Man. I called my brother, Grumpy Old Man's other son. I said, Grumpy Old Man tried to say, you're the one who introduced him to what he the did. word hentai was. He did. And he did not take credit for that. He said, no, absolutely not. So Grumpy, He's wrong. Grumpy what He's are you wrong. listening to or watching? He's absolutely game? wrong. He's absolutely <laughs> wrong. He said he never, he never. I don't care what he said. I don't know who to believe, Grumpy. You were the other son. I don't know, Grumpy. Believe whoever you want. Like I said, as soon as what I thought about, I'm like, oh, yeah, that damn, he did it. That's right. That damn he did it. Yeah. What we need to do is we're gonna have to search your search your cash, Grumpy. We're gonna have to search your Google search history. Um, Grumpy to give you another update. TJ now at 43%. Grumpy old man 57. Uh -oh. TJ's getting closer. Make sure you spam TJ. <laughs> what we need is 157 million more votes for TJ. Um, here you go, Grumpy. Another one. Snakes on the plane, worst movie, best movie, commando. Um Commando is another guilty pleasure movie, not one of Arnold's best. Snakes on the Plane is not as bad as they make it sound. Planet Nine from Outer Plan Nine from Outer Space has been acknowledged as the worst movie ever, and it is freaking bad. It is, but it's so bad that you have to watch it. It's like only like I don't know, I think 84 minutes long. So it's a short watch. It feels like three hours, but it's only 84 minutes. And the characters are just terrible. Ugh. Nick D says, don't forget to smash that like button. Smash. Absolutely. Do not forget to smash the like button. Matthew S says, as long as he doesn't go uh, to the effing ragdolls. Mm. Grumpy, you get another comment. Grumpy. Most Ranger fans are subterraneous, subterranean crustaceous critters from the dark that dwell in the sewers and crawl out of the gutter. TJ compares acquiring Alex Romanov for a first rounder to statutory rape. So I think I said it was worse than statutory rape. These are things that we've said. <laughs> yeah. Um, hyperbolic. Yeah. Perhaps our show is tiny bit hyperbolic. Perhaps. Occasionally. Occasionally. Perhaps Occasionally. we go over the top for, uh, you know. Anyway. 
He's saying, where's my boy, Empire State Construction? I don't know where Frank is today. Positive hot take. Ratu suits up for more games this year than Matt Martin. Okay. I would be happy about that, but uh, maybe that would inquire, maybe that would require Matt Martin to have a season-ending injury on game one. Uh, the Wicker Man says, Salo? I think Salo beats out Ajo for the sixth defenseman. My bet is on Salo for the sixth defenseman spot, says SP. Um, John Smith said, who said it was the next morning at or uh, who said it was the next morning at the police checkpoint? I don't, I thought I read that somewhere that it was the next day or something. Max P said 0.01%. Um, I guess if you smell alcohol, you can't drive in Sweden for at least an hour. I'm sorry. It was, it, and thanks for that one, John. It was 0.02%. He blew a 0.03. Still pretty low. Yeah. Stephen B. Grumpy. Y'all never show Cholosky play. He sucks. He sucks defensively. Yeah. Yeah. He used to play for Detroit. I, I know. I mean, I don't think much of him. I, I would rather have Calvin DeHaan. Let's transition. I mean, I, who the hell, Lou doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Whenever I see moves like this, it's like, what is this? Um, yeah, he's right. That's right. My bad, John. Uh, Frank that was, K. Or Frank that was C. probably, remember that Kevin Weeks said four transactions are going to be made? Dobson, Romanov, Bellows, Chalaski. There's your offseason. Mm. Four fingers way down. Frank C. Grumpy, he says, what did you guys think about the Clutterbuck signing? I still don't understand why he was resigned. He's he's on his last leg. Unnecessary, unneeded, didn't have to happen. Why? And why was it two years? Just one year vet minimum. You want to come back? One year, 750K. That's it. Giving a 36-year-old fourth line right winger. Two years is nonsense. I mean, the guy is a cashed out for you know 36 year old. It's as simple as that. He's not 36. He's 34. He'll be 35 in season. Uh Point of Curtis said uh Sallow is going to be an intensive long-term rehabilitation program. I'm thinking about Aho. And he also says, um, driving over the limit. I don't care where you are or how much you drink, it should be illegal. Yeah, it was. It's why he got popped in Sweden. I know yep. it's the, like the rules are different here than there. But Drew L said, "I said it two months ago. The Yankees are pulling the 2007 Mets. They don't have any. They don't have a manager who can lead them out of the darkness. It seems like." No point of regard. He said, "This is a serious problem. Aho is clearly one of those ad- addict, alcoholic, sick people that needs help. Throw him in a Swedish prison and let his ass." Uh, and put his ass in rehabilitation. That would be mistaken identity because it was Sebastian Ajo, not Robin Sallow. And SP said, here we go again with TJ's insane hatred uh, insane hatred for Ant-Man. I just don't like the character. I like Paul Rudd, but not Ant-Man. And it's always Ant-Man because it's a fucking thing about it. It's an ant. It's a freaking ant. It's a superhero. He goes and shrinks down to a freaking ant size. But he can grow. He can get huge, too. He goes both directions. So I have the ability to get small and big. What fucking type of superhero talent is that? A guy puts a suit on. That means he's not a superhero. The power's in a suit. True. 
It's just dumb. The entire concept is dumb. Superheroes were created what, back in the 60s and the 70s, or is it even before then in the 50s. I don't remember when the hell superheroes were created. Way long time ago. But it was to be like, I'm going to suspend animation. I'm going to suspend all the belief that this person has got super abilities and he could do. I mean, it became like, hey, if you don't have a lot going for you and you're kind of down in the dumps, I can rely on superhero. I can live vicariously through them by reading these comics. That's what they're about. By reading these comics? Yes. Alexander says, TJ, you got to understand that these are part of the comics. And Ant-Man was a really good movie. He's trying to rationalize with Ant-Man you. Ant-Man was a good movie. Ant-Man was so, a good movie. You're so irrational. I liked Ant-Man the movie. I did not like, the, I don't like the concept of it, though. I like the movie. I think Paul Rudd's a great actor, too. Pony Bird Curtis says, TJ's, TJ's blind. blind ignorance of Ant-Man. Intolerance. I'm going to say tolerance, Grump. Ignorance. Read the comments as they are written. God, this guy. God, this guy's like a sociopath. Here you go, Grumpy. I'll let you read another one. TJ, that's an intense book collection behind you. You are a fantasy fan or are those somebody else's books? Okay. You listen to how TJ reads comments. You know they're not his books. If they are, they just got fancy covers and they're just blank pages that he can color in. This is my favorite Jane Austen book. Um, four classic novels. Jeez. Oh, I don't even know the novels that are in there. These are my favorite. Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, and Emma. And Persuasion. Those are my four favorite books. There you go. Thanks for getting to the fourth one eventually. <laughs> Those are my, I read this on a, on a daily basis. They're my favorite books. There it is. Yeah, these are. This is my collection. SP. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't read these books back here, Grumpy, or something? No comment. Oh, Jewel said. One time, a friend told me a story about his ex and said that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, never mind. I don't know how we got to that one. I just popped <laughs> it up on screen. I didn't read it ahead of time. Mario says, "Have you guys seen the Ring of Power series on Prime? I'll be watching it. I. Uh... I hope I'm not disappointed." I heard a review today, not promising. It's supposed to be during the time period. Not promising was the review I heard today. Great. For someone who knows these things. Not who is that grumpy? Promising. Who is somebody who knows these things? My nephew. He's big into that stuff. He didn't like it. Hated it. <sighs> Said they wasted so much money on this. They spent $700 million on CGI and 30 oh, cents no. on the rider. <gasps> Those are exact words. Holy shit. That's not good. I know he watches a lot of that stuff too. He knows that stuff. Okay, I trust him. Crap. I was going to watch it. I watched a little bit of I watched a little bit of review on it. I got uh, whatever. Uh Drew L said, "By the way, I want to pick 3 through 6 in the draft. Hopefully, I got pick 5 in the first draft. Got Daniel Carlson. I know he's fucking around with us. Stop. Okay. So he wants picks 3, 4, 5 and 6. That's not the way it works, Joe. Um, uh, Grumpy, it looks like right now we're up to like 14 people in this league. 14 or maybe more. I think 14 right now. We got a few more few more people. I think 14 we can fit in one league. We won't have to separate them in two different leagues. I think we should be fine on that. If it, were to, if it goes to 16, then we'll split them into two leagues of eight. But that's that's going to be a pretty shallow talent pool. We're going to have a shallow talent pool, ladies and gents. That we will. 
Kyle Scott says, hey, what's up, Kyle? How are you? Paul O.C. Grumpy says, we have strong goaltending, good defense, and we're good at center. We just have to work on a ringer, or on a wingers. Um, so I can't see us making the playoffs. Yeah, because that's only like eight guys on your roster. PTO Edit says, the Canes and the Rags compete for the top. The Devils, Jackets, and Flyers are in the basement. The Islanders, Caps, and Penguins will fight for the bottom two spots. I think the Penguins, oh. I think the Penguins are up top. I think for the last, for the fourth and fifth spot, it's us in Washington. Yep. That's what I think. Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. Don't sleep on the Devils and the Blue Jackets as much. Mm. I think they're still on the outside looking in. But don't be shocked if they're kind of closer to us than you imagine or closer yep. to the Capitals than we imagine. I think they're getting ready to migrate into a, a, a competing for a playoff spot here in the upcoming future. The Blue Jackets were only four points behind us in the standings. And they got Johnny Gaudreau and they made some other upgrades too. Point of Curtis Grumpy. Boys, what if a team like the Devils really make a push this year? Hamilton was injured and out last year with him healthy. Palat, Hughes, their other young star. If they get good goaltending, what could happen? Here's the thing. They were down to the third string goalie last year. Jonathan Bernier coming back from hip surgery. How will he fare? We'll find out. He's gone. He's done. He's not on the team anymore. No, he is on the team. He's not their mean? goalie. It's Mackenzie Blackman at Blackwood. Blackman. And who's the other guy? Vanacek? Yeah, if you take Vanacek, they trade it for. Now, those are your two goalies. Forget Jonathan Bernier. Get Bernier out of your head, please. He's done. Yeah, they've got a lot of young talent. They've got a lot. I mean, I'd say Dawson Mercer was really good. That's the other young star I'm sure you're talking about. Alexander Holtz had a fantastic year for Utica. Unbelievable year. He he was a top 10 pick. He's going to get his crack at the lineup. They've got a lot of young talent. Um, Drew L says, TJ, can you pronounce this? Worcestershire sauce. I can. Uh, Grumpy, I'll put this up and I'll be back in a second. Oh, my God. What a shocker. This year's draft is so deep. Apparently, it is a very 2015-esque draft class. Maybe even 2003. I do not want a first-round pick traded this year unless for a young and cost-controlled sniper. That's not going to happen. People who Snipers who are really good don't get moved. The young ones don't get moved. Uh I also do not want to trade a first. I just don't want to trade the first round pick period. I don't believe in trading first round picks, particularly with a team as old as the Islanders are and going nowhere, which is where we are right now. Sorry, fans. That's just the truth. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to acquire as many picks in a deep draft as I possibly can at the deadline. I don't even care where we are. Let's say we're ninth, 10th in the, in the standings. Eighth, even eighth. Why not move a uh, Varlamov? Why not move Mayfield? You could maybe get a first two seconds for those guys, and then move up. It gives you it goes a long way to restocking your team and making the transition from the old crappy group of players we have now to somebody we can look forward to in the future. That's what that's what I would do anyway. Um, next comment. Wicked fifty cal says once again. Drew Lagata, no shot. Um, Matt S says college football is overrated. Pony boy grump. Have you ever gotten stoned off weed? No comment. Drew L says pony boy. Who hasn't? Max Power says pony boy. That would be hilarious. Drew L says TJ. 
Don't have on grumpy watching TV when you have to watch your Islanders game poverty style on your little Android phone. Very true. CJ says, get grumpy a headset mic. Paolo says, if we can average three goals a game, we'll win a lot of games. So if you agree that we can all agree, it's our offense that needs to improve. True. I think we're a long way from averaging three goals a game. Drew says, TJ, can I vote rotate one comment on one comment off? TJ needs one grumpy reads one. Wicker man. TJ should read. It's always funny to hear Grumpy correct him. Just kidding, TJ. Wicked 50 Cal says, Grumpy is objectively better at reading the comments, but TJ at points is so bad at them that it's so comical. <laughs> Pony Boy says, Boys, when are we calling in? Not today. Drew says, Alabama up 55 to nothing. Jeez. Drew also says, I think Georgia being up 49 to 3 is more impressive since they're playing Oregon. I don't think Oregon's that good, but still a very impressive victory for defending national champions. Wicked 50 Cal said, that's why I voted for TH. TJ, sorry. Paolo says, guys, do you think Lou should, should have went and got Tyler Hall instead of Palmieri? I think both of them are. Uh, Palmieri's not a dog, and Hall is more talented, but Hall can be a dog, and I don't think he would have worked out here. S&P says, Kane has one year left on his contract. If they want a hefty sum, I'm not going near him. True that. Tony Chi says, oh, no. This is the werewolf gate all over again. <laughs> D-Cut says, TJ skipping my comments. I didn't Sad. skip any of your comments, D-Cut. He deleted them. Pony Boy says, D-Cut, he is a subterranean bum. To give you an update, grumpy old man, on where the votes lie. Holy shit, it's getting close, boys. 48% TJ, 52% grumpy old man. I, oh, my goodness, I, ladies and gents. I don't know if you heard, but I read some comments that people are voting you just because you're so comically bad. I don't think so. I think people are voting me because they really enjoy. They really enjoy Maybe. My Maybe that's the truth. <laughs> I don't know, but it seems like I got through half the comments by the time it took you to take a leak. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't I be in time when I'm taking a piss now? Nope. I feel like I'm over here like I got clocking. Hey, buddy, I know you got a two-minute-long a two piss, but, uh, you know. Drew L says weeks one to three are always the weirdest weeks for fantasy football. Of course, QBs don't really have that rapport with their receivers yet. It depends. Matthew S. saying Alyssa Milano with a little bit of a love vibes. Hottie patati. And uh, laughing out loud at Ponyboo Curtis with the TJ facepalm pick. Um, and uh, CJ Grumpy. Didn't Kane get accused of rape or assault after a game in L.A. a while back? I thought it was something in Buffalo, I thought. Which is Buffalo where sounds from. familiar. I can't tell you why, though. Drew L. said, so the Yankees are 1-6 in, in their last seven. They're batting so godly or godly with runners in scoring position or so shittily uh, or maybe gaudy with runners in scoring position. Um, you know, it's not like uh, that was their problem all all season intended sarcasm. It's the same thing I've said all year about the Yankees. Eventually, you're going to stop hitting home runs. Can you just drive in runs by putting the ball in play? That All season, since the beginning of the year, is that not what I've been saying about the Yankees? And I'm not saying they can't turn around. 
But that's why I like the Mets as a better constructed team. D-Cut says, TJ, last show you were curious what TID stands for. Take it deep is what it means. I was not expecting that's what it meant. Um, Drew L said, Grumpy, do you think TJ would be a good ASMR YouTuber since you always compliment his voice? What's an ASMR? Um, it's kind of like the sounds. Like people get close to the microphone and they speak like this. And they'll make like noises and they'll do like really, really small. It's like ASMR. I think TJ does have a good voice. I do. Audio sensory something recording. I don't know. I have no idea. I just think he's got a good voice. CJ says, TJ, going to take the Joe Biden route to rig the poll with, with the poll. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, D-Cut says, TJ, once again, ignoring the negative comments about his little buddies, Phil's facts, or Andy. I, I haven't seen a single one of those. Yeah, um, not. Paulo C says here, Grumpy, I know all movies with Tom Hanks make me fall asleep. Maybe just uh, for very, Maybe just for a very few. I don't know. I think he's Tom Cruise, but uh, Tom Hanks has put out uh, quite a few good movies, actually. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, we've got but I think his movies are a little overrated. I do. drell has got a comment, Grump. I was watching old Toronto Maple Leafs games today, and man, especially from the 90s and the early 2000s, the introductions where they show kids like skateboarding were so cool. Bring that back. Pony Park Curtis says, wow, TJ, did you rat on your dad to the warden about movie hopping? Bro, if you did that, you're 100% certified whack. Yes, Here's the did. thing. Let me paint it. Mom asked, or the warden asked how the movie was, and I said, it was great. We got to see that and Pokemon. <laughs> Guess what he did? We <laughs> snuck into the second one. You have no idea. We didn't go back and buy more tickets. Did I really say that? I have no idea, but you're a rap bastard as well. How, how, I was like five or six years old. What did you expect? No, you're older than that. How old was I? I don't know. I don't know when the Pokemon movie came out. Give me a sec. Next comment. Grumpy, oh, I got to pull this shit up now. Grumpy, you need to watch Trailer Park Boys. Give it an honest chance. I watched a little bit. I was unimpressed. You got to watch a few. It's. I was six years old when that happened. Trailer Park Boys is hilarious. You literally have to get through the first season. Once you get through the first season, it is fantastic. I, I you know what? I can't. I can't. I can with I all of how tied season? up your schedule is because you have no. Maybe I can just skip to the second season. No, motherfucker! You got to watch the first season in order to Why? develop the characters. It, it develops works. characters. It's a slowly developing show. It's really uh, good show, though. It is okay. Next. D-Cut says, TJ is counting mail-in votes from all of his little buddies like Bill <laughs> Sachs, Andy Francis. That's Tom right. Grumpy. That's right, D-Cut. That's right. Oh, we're at 50-50 right now, ladies and gents. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we can just keep it's it gonna be. It's going to be like when I went to bed, Trump was up a million votes in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I woke up, he lost by 2 million. Don't ask me how when the polls were closed for 15 hours. Drew S. said, Islanders 41-0 and and haven't given up a goal. Um, and lead the league in goal scored. Grumpy old man, burn it all down. Trade everyone. That would okay. be if we were forty-one and zero. Grumpy would find something to complain about. He would have to. He'd okay. find like, oh, they're not doing this right or that right. He would find something to bitch about. I'm willing to bet that we're not going to be forty-one and zero. Maybe. And with zero goals against, I'm going to say that's probably going to be over opening night. Oh man. Pony Curtis says here, who's your worst first round draft pick in the last 30 years? And why is it Michael Del Cole? 
Simon Holmstrom. Really? He's the worst. He sucks. Well, okay. Michael Del Cole was bad because he was number five. How about Josh Bailey at number nine? He blows. It's so many bad picks. Robert Nielsen was terrible. Simon Holmstrom, he's never going to play in the league. Just had so many bad picks. So many. Nino Niederreiter wasn't a good pick. Yeah. He was, he was a fifth round pick. Okay. We ruined him. He turned out to be a player just for somebody else. Fair how enough. Many other, how many guys who were in the first round in the 2019 draft haven't played at all in the league? Let me see. I'll pull it up. And why is it only Simon Holmstrom? <laughs> um, so out of those selections, 2019, in the first round, there have only been six players that haven't played yet in an NHL game. Um, Samuel uh, Poulin, Simon Holmstrom, Jacob uh, Pieltier, um, Ryan Suzuki, uh, John Beecher, and Ryan Johnson. Ryan Suzuki hasn't played any games in the in the pros. He got hurt. I remember he plays for Carolina, the team. So the entry level is going to be a lot tougher. But he got hurt last year, and I think the year before in the A. So okay. he's had some injury problems. Okay, if I recall. Um, right. Um, Holmstrom just has a talent problem. Tony Boy Curtis says CJ is Ant Man, and uh, he also says Grumpy. What's your favorite anime? I don't know anything about anime. Technically, Pokemon's anime, Grump. Oh, it's not that. <laughs> I don't know. I I remember I saw I, the only actually the only at you know you go into a bookstore, old timey bookstores, and I saw anime and I saw Sailor Moon. That's the only thing I ever saw. Some little girl with big eyes, big eyes. I'm like, who the hell is this big eye bitch? It's Sailor Moon. Okay. Who the hell is this big eyed bitch? Is and that's going- it. I just put the book on, like, okay, whatever. Hold on. What what drew you to pick up? Because you look just like, who's this one with big, who's this big eye? It was by the entertainment section. And I'm like, did you start flipping through the pages? No. All I saw was the, the top. I'm like, man, this chick's got some big eyes. She's got big eyes, right? I don't remember. She's blonde. The thing that's that disturbs me is people, men dress as that girl. Stop. That's I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you, Grumpy. You know what they ought to do, those guys? Taylor Moon. They ought to line up up against the wall and just shoot their asses. No, stop. Gun them down. No. Sailor Moon. Let me see here. Sailor Moon. She got big eyes, I think, right? And she's like in a dress, like a blue dress, I think. Dude. Oh my God! There are definitely men who dress up as Sailor Moon. Hold Stop. on a second. Stop. I'm not. Hold on. Let me give you a few pictures. Let me get you a few of them. My God, it's not good. Oh my God, Grumpy! It's like the people who. Do you know what a brony is, Grumpy? Brony? Yes. Like a jabroni? No. So there was when I used to work at the movie theater. There was somebody who, and I should have known this was sus as soon as I saw it. But people who who like My Little Pony. Are you familiar with my little what My Little Pony is? I've heard it's a little cartoon, right? A little kid's cartoon. What the fuck? <laughs> Who is this? Is this My Little Pony? No, this is Sailor Moon. People, men dress up as Sailor Moon. The only cure for this guy is a bullet. <laughs> stop, Grumpy. Stop. Maybe they just like the comic what or something. The, oh, come on. No. <laughs> they like no. the comic. That's all. No. That's all it is, Grump. <laughs> That's no. all it is, dude. <laughs> Need a machine gun. Take these guys. 
freaks. <laughs> Stop, Grumpy. There's only a few people that do it, okay? What? Uh, yeah, look at them. Uh, hi. No, Grumpy, there's a whole bunch of dudes who do this. That's what I'm what saying. the side of his hair? Looks like He's got a haircut. Hair. What can I say? That looks like your hair, TJ. <laughs> Are you saying I'm dressing up as Sailor Moon in my oh, look at this guy? Forget about there's it. A, there's a lot of guys who dress up as Sailor Moon. And why? 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 Why are you dressing up like a woman? Do you think is that Sailor Moon? I don't even. I thought Sailor Moon wore a dress. She does. That is the dress that Sailor Moon wears. That guy's Hold not on. wearing a dress. Maybe they've got a man Sailor Moon. I don't know. I really don't know. I can't Sailor tell you. Sailor Moon is who this guy is. <laughs> She does have big eyes now that I'm looking at Sailor Moon. Yeah, she's got big. Where's the comic? That's all I want to see. I don't want to see these drips. Okay. <laughs> no, oh, actually, this looks different. I didn't know. I don't know who Sailor Moon maybe is. Maybe you didn't pull up. Maybe you didn't look at Sailor Moon then. I remember the name. I remember the name. I thought it was some girl. Big eyes. I mean, really big eyes. Like big eyes. Big. Way bigger than that. Like big as her head. Almost. I don't know. What the hell? Like I said, I don't look at that. I. I. I went to the bookstore. I saw the name Sailor. Maybe I heard the name Sailor Moon. I'm all of these, it. all of these anime characters have big eyes sometimes. Yeah, I that's where they draw them in Japan. They all got big eyes. Um, hold on a second here. Um, so let me see. I'm gonna try to see if I can get a Sailor Moon one with big eyes to see which one. Oh, well, this one here's got big eyes. That's not even who I'm thinking of. I thought the other one had like little. I don't even know. Pigtails. This is pigtail almost. This is. But it was know, like. I don't know. That's not maybe. I don't know. Okay, we're done. We're done on this though. Okay. What happened to her nose? Did she have rhinoplasty? <laughs> she got a nose chopped off or something? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Um, God Almighty. Uh, CJ says it's Kari a Lupin Red. Lupin Red from Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger, the forty-second Super Sentai Series One. Not super. I'm glad he remembers that because I forgot. Red Lupin Lupin Red. Sorry. You know what's sad is Grump knows more about Pokemon than TJ. It's pretty cool, actually. He does I not remember know Ash, Ash Ketchum. Gotta catch them all. And they had the two little, uh, the two little, the brother and sister, the Cersei and uh, her other brother there, um, who were trying to plot against them, the Rocket Team or something, right? Team Rocket, Jesse and James. Yeah. Um, D Cut says, Braves win. Mets lose. Lead down to two games. Take it deep, little buddy Matthew S. Oh, no. Uh, Pony McCurdy says, Grump, what do you think about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I didn't watch it because the name was so stupid that I'm like, no. There's the same thing with me. I remember that at theaters. Um, uh, Brett W. Grumpy. Grumpy, have you ever seen any of Herschel Gordon Lewis films from the 60s and 70s? His stuff is pretty bad. Pretty much that's so bad, they're good. Blood Feast and 2000 Maniacs are probably his best known. I'm not a big fan of that type of horror movie. I like, like, I like Dawn of the Dead, um, but like just like the mindless, gory blood fests, no. Never been a fan of those for whatever reason. Um, no. Brett, so I'm, no, I'm sorry, Brett. I um, also don't expect. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you understand. finish? No, no. I was going to read the next comment. Okay. Nobody understands why they resigned Cal Clutterbuck, especially with Ross Johnston signed already. Why did they resign Johnston when they had Matt Martin or Matt Martin when they had Ross Johnston? No need to resign either one of them. But if you're going to do it, just resign one. You don't need to resign both. 
Tony Burkurta says, will Matt Barzal wear a yarmulke at the wedding? I don't know. Is that like sacrilege or do they wear that? I, I don't think he's Jewish, is if it? It's a, well, uh, you know what? I don't know. It's a Jewish wants- wedding. If you're not a Jew, uh, uh, of Jewish, uh, you're not a Jewish uh, religion, you, you throw a yarmulke on? I don't know. I, These are the I, questions we I need to know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Frank C. says, um, I read the same thing about Aho. He was pulled over the next day. Yeah. Okay. Um, Curtis says, why don't you guys bring a D cut on the podcast video style? We D cut D cut's got an invitation. He knows he was, he was having, he he'll be, he'll be on later on, but, um, when next year, because post the preseason starts in two weeks, he'll be on, he'll be on. I've invited him. He'll bring be him on. on with Phil. That was that, was that bring him on to attack Phil. That should be fun. Oh, stop. CJ says, guess math is not TJ strong suit either. No, I'm good with math. What do you mean? Great with math. What's two plus two? I think like 18. Uh, the Wicker Man says the 2007 Mets, they were like seven and 17. Their pitching just shut down. Um, this year, the Yankees team might not even finish in second. I think the Mets made a mistake not firing Willie Randolph after that collapse. I always like Willie Randolph. Always. I too. As a player, I just like Willie Randolph. Always a class class act. Um and uh CJ says a ring of powers is woke social justice warrior trash, isn't it? I have no idea. Um, Jay said a Jane Austen reference was not on my bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure talking about anime was not your bingo card either. Talking about Sailor Moon. Um, you're grumpy. Grump, who is your favorite character in Rocky Horror? Uh Susan Sarandon. She was young and hot back then. Fair enough. Max Power says Meatloaf was in there. TJ, you know who Meatloaf is? He's an artist. He sings. What did he sing? Name anything that he sang. Anything. Burger in Paradise. Eastern Cheeseburger in Paradise. Oh, that's dude. That was the Bruce Springsteen, right? Oh yeah. No, no, that's not Bruce Springsteen or Meatloaf. Meatloaf, I thought saying Cheeseburger in Paradise. No. 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 Give me a hint. Give you a hint for what? What song the Meatloaf sings? Um, Bat. Oh, what the fuck? That's not a hint. Paradise by... Paradise by the beach? By the sun? By the moon? By the... <laughs> Paradise by the bats? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I would do anything for love, but... I would, uh, but I won't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I practically sang the song to you, but yeah. Oh, bat out of hell. Or oh no, bat out of hell. Okay. Paradise by the dashboard light. Two out of three ain't bad. Who is your favorite wrestler, uh, current or in the past? I mean, Name like both. I always liked. Wing it. Name both. Okay, I always liked years ago before he became popular. I always liked Kofi Kingston. That some of a gun could move when he was so athletic and what he did, but he could just, I, I think he didn't have the ability to speak like some of the other wrestlers did. He's still wrestling. I know, but he he went through a time period where he was champion, I think, Kofi Kingston. I stopped watching wrestling at that time, but Kofi Kingston is the current, um, maybe past wrestler. I mean, like The Rock. I always liked the Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It was more of a Dwayne The Rock Johnson than a, than a, than a Steve Austin guy. It was more Dwayne The Rock. So, you know, those are my guys. For me, my first favorite wrestler, because you know things change. Is yeah, Don Leo Jonathan was my favorite 
going way, way, way back. I hated Bruno San Martino. Hated him. Hated him. Always liked the bad guys. Ken Patera is a bad guy. I like Bob Backlund, though. Really nice gentleman also, just to let you know. Love The Rock. Hulk Hogan. Who doesn't like Hulk Hogan? Mm-hmm. He's always more of a WWF fan as opposed to NWA. Ricky Steamboat was great. Um, Ted DiBiase was fantastic. I have so many guys I like. Modern day guys, man, I can't, I don't even know. I like um, Bray Wyatt. I kind of like him. I like guys who have good characters. I agree with you, TJ. I was never a big, huge Steve Austin fan, but I like The Rock. Absolutely yeah. like The Rock. Punter Picardo says, Grump, do you ever watch reality TV? Yes, he does all the time. Uh, the Warden likes reality TV. She likes all those high housewife shows. The only one I watch is the Housewives of New Jersey. The only one. They've got that stupid commercial with Direct TV where it's like the Housewives are on the f-. dude. That shit. I hate that commercial already. I'm gonna see that for the next. I don't know. Forever, the next twenty four weeks. All year. Until all the season's year. over. Yeah, I was about to say. This is this is the good and bad thing about the opening week of football. We see a whole bunch of new commercials. Some are funny. Some are not. But we're gonna see those commercials now until freaking Super Bowl Sunday's over. I'm just like shit. Teresa Judice. CJ says the only way I trade our 2022 first round pick for is for Timo Meyer. I I don't even know if I do that because you have to pay him. Right now we are at to give you an update: 33 cast votes, 48 percent TJ, 52 percent grumpy old man. So oh, it's close. close. Um, so you said, "What are you doing? Taking a shit? Where'd he go?" And he said it's an unusually long time in the bathroom. It was a I long I get time. timed when I go to the bathroom. I can't take a piss in peace, huh? SB said, TJ, I was referring to the Mistborns uh, of Lord of the Ring behind you. Um, uh, can't make anything else out. Uh, although I sense an intense sarcasm in your answer. The Mistborns. Uh, okay, I'll go to the next one. Yeah. Jay says it's tied 50 50 comeback of the year. I know comeback of the year, Jay. But now I'm now I'm back. Now I'm back and lose. We need oh no. Okay, Grumpy, you've won. I concede. I concede, Grumpy. CJ says, um, TJ took off the Alyssa Milano picture to the bathroom. <laughs> to the bathroom accounts for the 15 seconds. What about the other 10 minutes and 42 oh, seconds? Oh wow. Um, SP said, vote Grump. Uh, Jay said Grumpy secretly voted for TJ. Heartwarming father. There son. you go. There you go. Um, SB says TJ has a good voice. Can we get TJ singing? A, get a TJ singing performance. I, I don't, don't think he can well. sing. He can't sing. Can't. Um, Brett W says he laugh mass off. Grumpy just called out TJ. Rat Fink just called you out, TJ. Uh, Pony McCurry says TJ Little's little his little bathroom breaks. I think he's doing drugs or taking shots of liquor. Um, and he says, TJ, have you ever gotten stoned off a of weed? No. Grumpy, have you ever partaken or have you ever do you ever partake on a pop a potpourri? Oh, you got it right. I can't believe you got it right. <laughs> and uh no. you guys ever puffed together? No. Grumpy did. Grumpy did, I know back in the day. I never did. Naughty, naughty, grump. Um, look at this. Would it be a freaking show without the Giga Chad himself commenting and grumpy? Do you know who this is? You, shamed, you know who this you, is, you grump. You shamed him into putting the other picture back up. 
Do you know who it is though? That bro? was that was the worst, and that was like it was. We had pick six in a five-player draft. Oh man, look at this! It's Sal P. That Gigich had himself wearing his Maddie in the Jag shirt. He where you can find that great merchandise is on the link in the description below on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man on the Etsy shop. He says, what's up, fellas? Scott Sissions was the guy that we picked in the first round. And the very next pick after, Pittsburgh took Yager. Yeah, like I said, we had pick six in a five-player draft. Tony McCurdy says, Grump, what's your favorite subgenre on hentai? You'll have to ask my other son. He knows all about it. I'm just glad you know what that is now. Now I know. Um, now I know what it is. I didn't know. Uh, what was it? Thir- Friday, uh, Wednesday. I didn't know then, but I know now. Grumpy, he's got a comment, a funny comment for you to read. Manual, change your Twitter name to FB <laughs> or, or Facebook name to Phil's Facts, and TJ read your message 30 seconds after you send them. I feel bad. So, like, even when Phil's messaging me, sometimes I'll go like a few days of that messaging him back, and I'm just like, I don't like. I, I just need to look at the com. I like. I just need to look at the. I don't know. I just need to be more attentive to responding back to messages. I that's my that's my resolution. Uh, an end of the year resolution. Bartubby says Del Cole was really bad. He didn't even get a, a PTO anywhere this offseason. He's officially done. I agree. Declan says here, Grump is canceled with a laughing face. Dress says, Why am I not shocked? TJ falls asleep at the movies. Grump is gonna get canceled. What did you do to get canceled, Grumpy? I don't know, telling those guys that they needed a bullet since they were oh, silly little girl costumes. Oh, no. Bob B said the problem isn't the picks. It's Brent Thompson. I think it's a combination of both. Um, Pony McCurdy says, Grumpy, you should be more tolerant of people who dress up like Sailor Moon or people who dress up in drag in general. I'm allowed to have my opinion. They want. They think that looks good? I disagree. <laughs> Andrew L says... Lock it in or lock it in. TJ shaves his head and Grumpy dresses as Sailor Moon at the Islanders win the cup. Oh, Here we go. That's Grumpy's oh, funny. Oh, wow. I'll shave my head if the Islanders win the cup and Grumpy will dress as Sailor. Dude, I'm pulling for the Islanders so hard right now. <laughs> see Grumpy Man dresses Sailor Moon. Holy oh, shit. That's not even to... the Sailor Moon I was talking about. That's Sailor Moon, Grumpy. You're dressing well, up. I was Sailor thinking Moon. about somebody else. It's not Sailor Moon. Um, ooh, uh, and that girl had the girl had big, big, big eyes. I mean, big eyes. Uh, I just Google searched men dressed as Sailor Moon. That's all it was, CJ. Uh, Pony Garcia says, if we win the cup, Grumpy Old Man has to reveal his name in real life. Dun, dun, dun. Also, his social security card, uh, his social security card, uh, number and three digits on the back and pin, etc. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, Declan says, if we win the cup. Grumpy has to dress as Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor Moon. Oh my God, Grumpy's pulling ahead now. I see. Yeah, uh, Matthew has said, "Decut, stop hiding on Facebook. Your Yankees lose only four back." LOL. And the Wicked Fit Cal says here, TJ, you forgot to explain what a brony is to Grumpy. Yeah. So, so My Little Pony, for whatever reason, has a group of men. I think that's what the reason is for boy. Boy, uh, 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 boy, um, um, God Almighty, a brony, uh, my bro, a, a boy who's a fan of My Little Pony, so it comes out as brony, and they have like uh, sexual thoughts about these about little horses, about these little horses. Yes, oh, fuck. this guy walked around at the movie theater because, like you said, 
hi, my name is, and I'd say, hi, my name is TJ. I'm a fan of Kung Fu Panda. And people would ask me like, you're not seriously a fan of Kung Fu Panda. I'd be like, yeah, I am a fan of the movie. And some people are like, oh, that's a great movie. This guy walked around with, hi, my name is, I couldn't even remember his name. I'm a fan of My Little Pony. I shit you not. And he told me, it's because I'm a fan of graphic design and the graphic design of the show and, and the plot line. He's trying to explain it to me like, it doesn't make sense at all. But he walked around saying he was a fan of My Little Pony. I was like, now that later on down the road, I'm like, holy shit, that guy was a brony. It's got to be a goof, right? Is that not a goof? Yeah, he he didn't stick it out long. He I mean, and no, I'm saying usually. anybody, any adult male who's a fan of My Little Pony, that's got to be a goof, right? It's not. Mm -mm. Oh the stuff God. is when people find that stuff sexual. I'm just I'm like, that's like the. I mean, There's certain things I don't understand. Like I, don't, I never understood. Grown the canceled part two. They, oh, hold on. No. So they want to have sex with animated ponies. Is that correct? And, no, yeah, yeah. So cartoon ponies. I'm sorry, they got issues. They do have issues. I, I agree with that. That is an odd thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so thanks for reminding me about that. Pony Curtis says, "Grumpy, what do you think of Quentin Tarantino's foot?" That is disgusting. We just, I just, I don't get foot fetishes. Like, well, the, I know in what's, what's hold on, what's good about feet? They just they literally are used as as reasons to walk. They allow us to move. Is that what they used? What were they used for? They used to allow us to walk. What's the what's the sexual what's the sexual like what's the sexual fetishization on like feet? And now apparently it's now it's bad if you uh, you fet you go against what people's fetish. It's something like called like anti fetish. I don't even know Who what the cares? hell it is. Who cares? Like, what? I'm glad I don't see these people in the street because I just like what the fuck is wrong with you, Buffalo Bill? Buffalo Bill. Um, Brett W said Dawn of the Dead is getting re-released Halloween weekend in 3D Grump. Wow. I, I like the guilty pleasure movie, Dawn of the Dead, by the SP way. said the real question is Grump, have you watched Cats? I did watch it. The new one? The new well, they've only put out one. Oh, really? Yeah, it was bad. I heard it was awful. It was. Um, D cut said, I didn't want to say this because I didn't know if D cut wanted his medical information out there, but he said he had surgery for a torn and detached retina eight weeks ago. Once it heals, I'll make my appearance, my friends. Yep. I didn't want to say anything in case he didn't want that information out. Um, but Curtis says you guys ever watch flavor of love or pimp my ride. I've heard of both shows. Have not I've watched pimp my ride. Yeah. It was a funny one back in the pimp day. My ride. No, I, I don't have an interest in cars like that. And Flavor Flav and his big bitch, Bridget Nielsen on Flavor of Love. I didn't see, but it looked like that might be entertaining. SP said, I only know Meatloaf from Tenacious D's Kick Kickapoo. Whatever that is. Um, Dashboard Light. Come on, TJ. And Ric Flair is the goat. I met him before. Woo! Nice guy. Ric Flair. Really nice guy. He is a nice guy. Um, D cut says favorite WWF tag team, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas, Tony Atlas, man, Tony Atlas. He looked great. Couldn't talk with the damn. I remember when we saw, um, Mark Henry, that son of a bitch. I remember seeing him on, and it was like, he freaking bent a frying pan. I was like, holy shit. At the time period, I really didn't realize how much of a freaking massive you made. This son of a bitch just went with two hands and bent the frying pan. It was, was like, probably a working pan. It was a working frying pan. No way in hell. That was a real frying pan he bent. Okay. And he bent it. I'm telling you. What, Grump? It was probably a working pan, a working frying pan. 
What do you mean by working frying pan? I probably heated no. up the thing, melted no. a little bit. Yeah, they heated it up. They said, here you go, Mark Henry, grab this hot. Make it, where, make it where it's not, you know, original. No way. Shit. No okay. way. Okay. No way. I saw that shit. I saw him bend it. That was real. I could tell what's real and what's not. That son of a bitch is huge. I've heard stories. The big show said Mark Henry was the strongest man he ever met. There was a bus. Their bus was trapped in by somebody's car. He literally went ahead and grabbed a towel. He picked it up by the axle and moved the car out of the way to go ahead and allow the bus. That son of a bitch has unbelievable strength. And that I'm like, that frying pan he bent, I was like, that guy's the strongest son of a gun he's ever seen, too, is what Big Show said in a podcast. So yeah. Um Grump, uh, did you know Bray Wyatt is Blackjack Mulligan's grandson? I knew he was from that family, yes. Curtis says, Grumpy or TJ, you never liked watching New Jack from ECW? I loved I ECW. I was never a fan of New Jack. I liked Beulah McGillicuddy and Francine. Uh, that's who I like. But, yeah, no, I loved ECW. It was great. I liked the Dudley boys. I love when um, Bubba Ray says, my name is Book. Buh, buh, buh. And then somebody would smack him and said, Bubba Ray Dudley and Big Dick Dudley and Sign Guy Dudley, Devon Dudley. I love the Dudley boys. Uh, great stuff. CJ says, Grumpy needs to see the South Park episode about wrestling. The wrestling fanatic hates how the kids are doing it, but you got to see the episode. It's funny. I like South Park. Grumpy doesn't, though. Yeah, I've never. I've- only seen a couple issues, a couple episodes of South Park. Brett W says here, I saw Blackjack Mulligan rescue, wrestle Andre the Giant when I was like seven years old. Oh man, I tell you, I used to watch wrestling all the time when I was a kid. CJ says, TJ acting like Takashi 6ix9ine, telling on everybody, uh, everything he and or Grumpy used to do movie hopping, smoking weed. What's next? 1 800, I'm telling. Oh, shit. yeah, I mean, I mean, what you know the hell? Takashi 6ix9ine is Grump. No, he's a rapper. I, you know what? After hearing Takashi Six Nine on those podcasts, you know what? I have no problem with him ratting. I like Takashi Six Nine. So you're a rat. I, I like his music too. Um, Mister B, Grumpy's got a comment for you. Which player do you think will be have the biggest positive surprise this season? Who do you think will have the biggest drop off in production this season? I think the biggest surprise. I'm going Wallstrom. Biggest drop off. I'm going Nelson. Yeah, I think I think Nelson's goals are going to drop, but he might put up almost as many points. But I think his his goal scoring will drop. Ooh, and, go ahead. And I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. Gosh, I want to say Barzal. I was about to say Kyle Palmieri or Oliver Wallstrom. Those are the two I think are going to have the biggest surprise. Okay. Um. Uh. Well, I'm going to guess Grumpy's real name is Thomas. Says is Brett W. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um D Cut says here if human ambient is on Wednesday, at least start the show at eleven. So I can uh, start sleep at eleven oh five. Well, that's probably it might even start at eleven if TJ's on TJ time. But Curtis says, uh, what do you guys think about Chris Benoit double murder suicide? Yeah, what a shame. Terrible, terrible. You know about that, right, TJ? What do you mean? Chris Benoit? That happened recently or something? No, a number of years ago now he he killed well, people and killed himself, right? He killed his wife and his son and then hung himself. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. I remember one guy killed himself lifting weights or something. He that he hung himself from his the his weight 
uh, it was something in his weight room. That's what he did. Mm. David Decut says here, uh, Grump, I was at a match and the Iron Sheik beat Backland. Uh, oh, the the match where the Iron Sheik beat Backland for the title. People were crying in the crowd. Yeah, by then, Bob Backlund, the fans, he was champ for five years and 11, 10 months maybe after beating superstar Billy Graham for the title. And Hulk Hogan was coming in. They were going to give him the shot. They wanted Backlund to be turned into a bad guy. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to believe in the WWF at the time. And, I mean, just a, a really nice, nice man, class gentleman. Um, and they had the Sheik who he'd beaten, I don't know, hundreds of times. Had him. He didn't actually beat him. Arnold Skolin, his uh, manager, threw in the towel with Manny Four for the title. You know, the whole story was had a hurt shoulder. He was going to do permanent damage. This way, he didn't lose credibility with the fans. And then that's because that's when Vince Jr. took over WWF. And uh, the rest is history, as they said. Took it to heights never before seen. Frank K says here Ken Patera had the same trick as Mark Henry. Ken Patera was a good wrestler. And SP said, you don't know about Tenacious D? That's Jack Black's uh, and his brother's band. Okay, I knew Tenacious D, the movie. Fair enough. I didn't know it was Jack Black's brother who starred in the movie with him. And CJ said, I'm heading out of the chat. Nights, gentlemen and ladies, if you're in here in the chat. Good night, CJ. Point of record is going to try to guess your name. Earl or Ferguson or Brad, Frank, Larry, none of those. Uh, Brett W. says here, uh, um, if Bellows plays with Matt Barzal, I think he can be the biggest surprise. Why not? Uh, SP said Grumpy's name is definitely Phil, which is why he hates Phil's facts so much to insult to his name. Ooh, Grumpy. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I can either firm or conf, neither confirm or deny whether the grumpy old man's name is Phil or not. Phil. 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 Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Frank C says here, Grumpy, throw some salt in TJ's eyes like Mr. Fuji. Fuji and Tanaka, yeah, the tag team champions from the Rising Sun. What's the, whole, the, Frank, the uh, land of the Rising Sun? Uh, and then Pony Curtis said, "TJ, do you ever drink four loco? No, uh-uh, dude, malt liquor, no way. Uh, that stuff would get you messed up." Frank says, "I just got home from band practice. There it is, late to the party, and uh, I was asking for your early my guy, um, Bo Backlund is really Bob nice Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund's a really nice man. Um, he lives his gimmick." Um, he still goes and visits six children. Yeah. Even and when they made him the Mr. Backlund character where, you know, he wanted people to learn about literacy and it was at a time where people thought all that stuff was hokey and he wound up being a bad guy, but just a real, I like I said, met, met him in person. Just such a nice man. Just such a nice man. Decaf for last comment says the Piper's pit when he cracked the coconut over Snooker's head was a classic man and they see actually cracked it over his head that mm. wasn't a working coconut mm -mm -mm. yeah well grumpy man we're here at the end of the show today grumpy one people want grumpy to read the comments but guess what it doesn't matter what you want doesn't matter what your name is i still read the comments around here <laughs> i'll be the bad guy on that that's fine we gotta give grumpy break so he can respond to shit so he can't be reading and making all the comments um but uh, yeah, so we're here at the end of the show today. Trump, what do you want to say before we before we go ahead and wrap things up? I want to see love and laughter at everyone who listens, and even those who don't, from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.
Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. I'm going to make the league tonight. Start sending out invitations. Get ready, except it's going to be a Tuesday draft, 8 or 8.30. We'll have it out there. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show. And thank you again, Grumpy Old Man. My pleasure. And Grumpy, turn that effing TV off. We'll see you guys around.